0: Hey Jordan, you just gotta drop it, man. I, I love you, man, but not like that. We're never gonna be like that, it's never, I, I can't date you, man. It's too, too complicated, can't do it, okay? I already hit record, gonna have to edit this out now. Okay, three, two. Hey everybody, welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm the Big Dog Bad i here with my platonic pal, Jordan
1: Beagle. Jordan? Broke my heart, man. How's it going, man? Well, you're, like broke I said, I you just today. broke my heart, but I can move on, because the NBA season starts tomorrow. Woo,
0: let's go. Hope everyone else is as pumped as Fleagle uh, and I are for the NBA season oh, to start. I mean, every I am year so excited. it feels like Christmas. I mean, that's probably a stereotypical thing to say, but it really does. But uh, doesn't just, it feel, feel like,
1: better this time around? Like the first normal season since yes. uh, Mr. Gobert uh, traced his hands all over the, <laughs> uh, the recorder and the, the desk and everything when he started this whole thing? We're back. We're back to normal. Just before Halloween. This is, uh, this is like my, uh, my saving grace every fall. I'm getting a little down, whatever, and uh, yep. the season picks me, picks me right back up.
0: Well, I mean, even right now, it's a, a rainy, gloomy day as of recording this. Uh, you know, I've got my nice chamomile yep. tea here. We're just settling in. We're going to have a nice classic chat about basketball. Uh, we're playing basketball. Mm-hmm. My favorite play is the alley-oop. You may, get, you may know that from Mr. Curtis below uh, <laughs> or, or Bow Wow, depending on your era. Uh, but everybody, again, thank you so much for tuning in to Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, Flegel and I have already gone and previewed every single division, every single team in the NBA leading up to uh, this season. So if you haven't listened to those, go check them out. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll get a lot of our in-depth takes because uh, right now we're going to be focusing on the major awards uh, and uh, you know the hardware that some of these teams are going to be taking home. Uh, we're talking MVP, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, Coach of the Year, uh, as well as who's going to win the Larry OB and take home the finals MVP. So it's going to be a loaded show. This is going to be probably closer to two hours. So uh, book out some time uh, to to sit mm-hmm. down and uh, maybe spread this out throughout the uh, your listening pleasure, uh, however you like to divulge into your podcast. But uh, it's going to be a, a great special time for us to you know be able to get in here. Uh, but again, everyone hope that you're uh, you're enjoying uh, the podcast so far, and uh, we're also finally in agreement now. We and Jordan will be uh, revealing our infamous fifty dollar bet again. Yes. That is five zero fifty dollars canadian so uh this is high stakes for us
1: very 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 high stakes always has been
0: yeah and uh again historically uh we'll get we'll get actually we'll get into the history of all that too i mean uh it's a lot of just a foreshadow i usually win uh Mm -hmm. and i mean who could be surprised surprised? not me uh but jordan let's get right into this why not Let's, let's stop cutting hairs here we're gonna start off with some of these young guns Let's start with the Rookie of the year race. Uh, there's a lot of top picks you know Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes with the Raptors you got Jalen Green uh, you even got you know guys like Jalen Suggs uh, who mm-hmm. are you feeling right now could be the front runner for this award
1: Yeah well for this Matt I, I went and looked at uh, various uh, odds makers just to look at the top odds for for uh, for Rookie of the year this year so Cade is the front runner at plus 250 then Green right behind him, plus 270. Suggs is plus 700, and Mobley is plus 900. Mm -hmm. And that's what caught my eye, baby. I think Mobley's going to win Rookie of the Year because I think he's going to be on a team that's not horrible. Like, the Cavs are going to be bad, but they're not going to be that, that bad. And I think that's that's going to be what helps him win the award, Um, like playing with... Guys like uh, like in the front court, him and Jared Allen are going to be sharing the front court together. There's already talk that you know they they've got a pretty good defensive connection there going. Those kind of twin towers, kind of throwback to two big tall guys mm-hmm. uh, who can protect the rim. And I think uh is going to get as much scoring uh, opportunity as uh, as he can want. Pretty much, I mean, he is going to have to share that load with um, Sexton and Garland, who are also going to want to score the ball. But I think. Um, he's going to get tons of opportunity because, uh, you know, he's their top, top pick, uh, this year in the draft and they're going to want to develop him. And so, uh, you know, all, all those other guys I mentioned are good, good choices as well. Like I think Kate has a pretty, pretty darn good chance to win. Um, and you know, I was considering that as well, but I I think, I think Mobley might be able to sneak this out.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a great pick. Uh, I, I mean, I've said it before uh, when we were going over the Central Division that Mobley was uh, probably my favorite prospect coming into this draft. Uh, a great big man, great wingspan, uh, able to run the floor really well. and uh, He can space the floor uh, very well as well. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, how many times do I say well? We'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think that the Cavs are going to be great this year. I do see them still finishing bottom of the East. But even with that, uh, you know, rookie of the year is never going to be uh, an award that's won by someone whose team is good. I mean, it helps. If you no, can move yeah. your team to like a, even this uh, playoff appearance, that's going to really boost you uh, when, you know, you're trying to curry favor with some of these voters.
1: Well, that's uh, what we saw with Lamello uh, last year. That, that really? really helped his case that he was, uh, uh, you know, on a, a play-in team.
0: Exactly, and, I mean, he was a huge part of that, even though he ended up only playing uh, about, I think, 20 less games or so than, uh, you know, Anthony Edwards did, who was pretty much the only other guy you could kind of say was in that contention to win the award. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, I was kind of like, you know what, uh, either one of them I'm cool with uh, could win won that. Uh, but, you know, for this year, uh, I think Mobley's a good pick. Uh, I think that with Jared Allen next to him, he'll be able to handle all the defensive side for uh, when they're working with other big men, and then he can kind of yeah. focus on, you know, just getting his, getting his buckets, uh, working through the game, getting a feel for the NBA. Uh, But as I said, scoring is always going to be the attractive thing when it comes to the rookie year uh, race. And that's why I am going with uh, Jalen green at the Houston Rockets. Uh, I mean, that guy's a pocket bucket. Uh,
1: Yeah. I mentioned
0: that before. I mean, he's uh, he's, he's, he's got good odds, but uh, I just, I I think that he's going to, you know, he's going to showcase, he's going to have a lot of highlights too. Whereas Mobley, I think Mobley, you know, he'll have some big dunks probably down the line, but Jalen Green's going to have dunks. He's going to have step backs, ankle breakers, yeah. he's gonna have flashy passes. I mean, uh, yeah. he, he's going to be electric, uh, an electric rookie. And he's got that big flowing hair, kind of got like the Troy Polamalu look, uh, the head yeah. and shoulders look. You know, he, he's going uh, to be an exciting player. He's going to be – he's already an outspoken guy too, so I think. And then he's playing, you know, in a good market in Houston. So uh, I would not be shocked to see Jalen Green, you know take a big step this year and kind of already start, you know, cementing himself as a fan favorite and uh, one of the top players to watch in the league. Um, but I mean, what, what do you think about Jalen Green's odds this year uh, to take on the rookie of the year?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he, like, I, I might've picked him uh, even over Cade, like as my second choice, I, I, w- I kind of went back and forth between uh, mm. um, well, the, the three of them I think are, are really good picks like Cade Green or Mobley. But Green has that factor where like that sort of uh, dynamism, like electric kind of like flashiness, like you were talking about that Cade doesn't really have. Mm -hmm. You know, they play similar positions like um, Green. Yeah, I could see him with some, you know, some high flying plays. There was just just last night I was watching a a short clip of him. Somebody uh, threw a pass to the corner and uh, Jalen Green, um, Jalen Green? Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Jalen green. Oh, I get, I get mixed up with the two Jalen's. Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, And Jalen green, he jumped like, looked like three feet in the air, like grabbed the ball, like, like um, Odell Beckham jr. Like (laughs) full extension arm back. And then brought it down with one fucking hand. It was insane. Like he's got crazy hops, such an athletic guy and uh, scores in such a like exciting way. And we're talking about opportunity, like on the Rockets, it's all about him. He'll, he'll get every, every touch uh, he wants. Um, They're they're all about developing him. They don't care about wins. Um, So yeah, I I think green's definitely a a smart pick for sure.
0: Yeah. And uh, funny enough, you said, you know, the Cade is probably kind of your, one of your number two guys when you're looking at this award, my number two guy, it's not Cade, it's not Mobley, it's not Suggs. It's a Toronto Raptor. We, the North Scotty Scotty Barnes, baby. He's going to be filling the stat sheet. Uh, you know, as I said, I think that the award has a lot to do with, you know, how popular the player gets, uh, as quickly as possible. And I think Scotty Barnes is going to be like one of the most like memeable, one of the funniest guys in the NBA this year. Uh, yes. He's really funny
1: already. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's going to give some classics and post-game interviews. He's probably going to have like a, a crazy bench reaction, uh, uh, and, I mean, he he's a hell of a player on his own. So, I mean, uh, like you could see him put up something like I, – I, I could realistically see him if he can start for the most of this year, which could be the you know the case. Uh, you yeah. know, he could average something like 15-5-5 five five for sure yeah. and get it done on both ends. Uh, so, I mean, Scotty Barnes, I think, uh, you know, if you're looking for a good value pick, I think Scotty Barnes is probably the way to go. Uh, sure. I don't – and, and I wish that I kind of had a good sleeper pick. I think if I had to go with one other – other guy that would you know would be down on the odds maybe someone like a james book knight who is gonna yeah. he's gonna come in there he's gonna probably be coming off the bench but uh you know with scary terry and Lamelo there uh in charlotte that kind of dwindles down uh, his his role in the rotation but yeah it's a bucket getter so i yeah, think that he sure. can surprise a lot of people and who knows maybe you know a couple guys go down and uh he'll end up kind of vaulting his way up is there anybody you can think of offhand that uh you know, could surprise some people this year, not necessarily a, a top pick in the draft? Yeah,
1: yeah it's uh, it's a good question. I mean, uh, Shangun I think, could do some things down in Houston because yep. uh, he's a guy who's played professionally overseas, one of those Europe, European guys who's, you know, played with grown men um, and can adjust to the NBA, you know, uh, we'll see, but uh, in theory could adjust to the NBA better than uh, a rookie out of college. Um, so I think, you know, he, he's got an okay shot um book night for sure and uh like someone like chris duarte also uh, a guy who's got a lot of you know hype coming into the league and uh who who looks like a guy who might be ready to contribute right away Mm -hmm. um and i mean not exactly a sleeper pick he's got the third third highest uh odds here but like jalen suggs has a good chance to win it as well i mean uh he'll have plenty of opportunity in orlando in orlando the one of the reasons, though, I th- I think he'll have trouble really standing out down there is the other young guards they have yeah. there. Like they're going to play faults in there. Uh, they've got Cole Anthony down there as well, so I think it's going to be harder for him to stand out. But
0: yeah, I was about um, to say that does... as well. I think they're going to unless they're going to run some kind of crazy like old Phoenix three point guard system. I think that uh, yeah, kind of take away from each other
1: for sure. And, um, and, and I think that's also why, like someone like Davion Mitchell, who's, uh, you know, going to be a good rookie, who's going to be ready to, to do some things. He's more of a defensive minded guy. So it's harder to win rookie of the year when you're, uh, you know, that's your, your more, your strength is more on defense than it is on offense. But, uh, also in in Sacramento, there's a bit of a, uh, they're, they're very guard heavy there as well. So it'll be hard for him to stand out. So, so yeah, you got to kind of take that into account too, obviously when you're, when you're looking at, uh win rookie of the year but there's uh I, I don't think I don't think Kate is as like clear cut as a favorite like sometimes you have the, the number one overall pick and you're like as as long as they don't they're not injured they're going to win no matter what like that was the mm-hmm. case with LeBron and even like Anthony Davis guys like that although I think I think maybe uh Lillard Anthony Davis, took it yeah, from Lillard Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah so but anyways you know guys like that um who uh who are kind of sure things I don't think Kate is that so so yeah I, I think it's could be any of those guys we talked about. Definitely could be The green. wide open
0: field, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, I do want to make a quick formal apology. Davion Mitchell is wearing number 15 this year. Aha!
1: Thank okay. God.
0: Uh, I, think that, yeah, that, I think that resolved. was already... Yeah, that might have already been a, a thing uh, before the rant, but I'm going <laughs> to pretend like it was due to me. I'm going to think that I had some kind of play in that.
1: Yeah, uh, they, they listen. Do we have any listeners down in uh, Sacramento area? Uh, not that I'm
0: aware of, but I mean, hey. Uh, anyone here from Sacramento is listening right now or even California in general uh shout out to you we see you and uh if there's anything you guys want to see you know hit us yep. up on uh any social media platform at big dog ball talk and uh, maybe we can get a little bit more uh, Cali smooth energy in here instead of uh, northern Ontario honky energy uh <laughs> but uh, I think that we've pretty well covered our, our bases for uh for the freshmen coming into the NBA this year and we're going to move on to uh some guys who likely have been in the NBA for a couple of seasons now, they aren't quite, uh, you know, starting for their team. They aren't the stars, but they provide a huge impact off the bench. We're, of course, talking about the six-man of the year award. Uh, right now, there's, it's kind of, it, it, for a long time, right, Lou Williams, uh, you know, uh, Jamal Crawford, there were uh, Eric Gordon, uh, there were always kind of staple six men. And right now, yeah. I kind of feel like the NBA is kind of missing that. You know what I mean? You don't yes. have a lot of that. So I, I don't think there's a clear cut favorite. Do you have anyone in mind right now who you feel is uh, your personal favorite right now to win the award?
1: Well, the odd, odds makers put Jordan Clarkson as uh, a head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah, he, he obviously he, won he the award last past. year. Yeah. And, uh, and he's kind of taken that Lou will kind of um, yeah. Jordan Crawford, not Jordan, Crawford, geez, Jamal Crawford, although yeah, Jordan, Jordan, Crawford, okay. shout out to Jordan Crawford, but Um <laughs> Uh, he's kind of taken that that role like it uh, comes off but 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 even though he is a bench player can be one of your best scorers or your your, your top scoring guy any given any given night and uh, so yeah I, I I could see Jordan Clarkson winning it again it was last year between Clarkson and Ingles kind of down the stretch two guys both on the jazz because they're such a deep team with so many competent uh, guards and, and wing players mm-hmm. um, so I could see either of those guys winning it but uh, a guy who I think uh, players or not players, but the league in general and voters and, and everyone will really like the story. If this guy's playing well and his team's playing well and he's kind of uh, already a beloved guy, already a legend. Uh, I think it's Derek Rose. I think he's going to win the award because I, I think see. I think Kemba is going to come in, you know, reinvigorated being in New York. He's obviously going to start. And uh, you've got uh, other, other point guards on the Knicks who are going to play, like Quigley. And you've got Fournier and these guys. And I think Derek Rowe is definitely going to be coming off the bench, but he's still going to be really important for them. I think he's going to sure. give them minutes. Um, you know, uh, playing under Tibbs, he's always going to get minutes there. And, uh, and I think he's going to be an impact guy. And uh, I think he really helped them last year, and he's a big part of the team. And, um, and I think the Knicks, I know you're high on the Knicks this year. I, I think they can definitely get better and uh, sort of do better than they did last year. And I, I think uh, he can definitely win the award.
0: No, I love that take, Jordan. I love the pick. Uh, D-Rose was actually kind of on my short list for guys when I was looking at uh, – Yeah. And, again, I, and Jordan Clarkson, uh, you know, he's going to be up there for sure. The Jazz are going to be contenders this year, and he's going to be a big reason just to come out there and get buckets and, you know, uh, playmake the, for the second unit. Uh, yeah. But who likes repeats? That's not fun. Uh, no. So, or, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I wanted to go a little bit off the board – and this is a guy that I think a lot of people don't even see as a six man, especially if you don't watch a lot of their games. Uh, but Tyler hero, uh, I think yeah. going to be in serious contention this year. Cause Duncan Robinson is actually the starting two guard there. Uh, and their teams you know, they're going to be an exciting team, heavy on defense. They don't have a ton yeah. of just pure scores. Tyler hero is going to be in that situation where he can come into a game and they, if they need someone to get, just start shooting at will. And he's good at, he's crafty on the inside as well. Uh, he's got yeah. a good handle and he's got good length. Uh, Pretty sneaky athletic as well like i mean he was uh and when they had that bubble run in the final for the finals i mean he was dunking as well uh oh, yeah. i'm pretty sure he almost dunked on lebron the one time like oh it's not like a poster but i mean he he still he said he could go back home and tell people he dunked near lebron and they'd be so yeah you
1: know. oh he, he was uh, crazy he was out there starling he was uh uh-huh. he, he killed it
0: he definitely had a maybe a little bit more of a, a sophomore slump and he just came out in yeah. the media recently saying he thinks he should be in the same conversation as Trey and Luka, yeah. which yeah. is blasphemous, blasphemous. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I do see a big season coming for hero. uh, And I think, you know, the team success of Miami is going to play a big part in that. Uh, But again, he's a popular player. Uh, He's going to be putting up big scoring numbers, I feel, off the bench. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the only thing I think that could really hinder him in that is, uh, you know, possibly if he does end up getting moved into the starting rotation and Duncan Robinson becomes a six man. Uh, mm-hmm. but if he stays in that, that kind of role, uh, yeah, I think that Tyler hero would be a, a great bang for your buck bet. Uh, if any books are taking that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's a great pick. And, uh, yeah, I didn't even really think of him because I like, uh, yeah, I guess, with the new additions and everything like Miami's obviously got a different team from, from last year, but I kind of pictured him as a starter. Like I know he was hurt some of last year and, and uh, yeah, wasn't, hasn't necessarily always been a starter, but that's kind of what I pictured him as. But yeah, if he's going to be coming off the bench for them, I think he's going to be their main uh, scoring threat off the bench. And uh, especially when you consider that Miami kind of an older team are probably going to take, uh the uh, whatever opportunities they have to lessen the load on lowry and on uh even tucker and butler uh, during the regular season whether that's resting them for whole games or just trying to dial their minutes back tyler hero is going to have a bunch of opportunity to play and I-, I think for sure he could he could take home the uh six man of the year for sure
0: yeah and aside from him uh there's uh two other players that were on my uh on my short list. Uh, I'm not sure if you had anyone else, uh, Jordan, maybe I'll be stealing them here. Uh, I think <laughs> Cody white is going to have a huge. Yeah.
1: Team. Yeah. I thought about him. Yeah.
0: Cause you know, he's a shooter again, when, when it comes to this, like to fit that six man of the year award build, you kind of have to play a certain way and usually just go out there and get buckets. You're kind of like a, a, a shoot first point guard, almost is the way I find. Uh, yep. And when they loaded up with uh, a guard this year, I mean uh, like DeRose in Levine, uh, Lonzo, uh, and then Kobe white and Caruso are all going to kind of be in that one, two spot. Uh, I mean, DeRozan's probably gonna have to play a bit of three, but still, even then he's going, he's definitely going to be playing some uh, minutes at the two. Uh, but I think that you sure. know, Kobe white is going to be that odd man out. He's going to have to start coming off the bench, but he's got good size, great shooting stroke. Uh, you can take it on yep. the other side as well. Uh, and the other guy for that, yeah, yeah, very, yeah. He's a sneaky guy. Uh, and, uh, the, the, other guy I've got, you know, I thought, I thought when you were talking about him that you, uh, you were going to, are you, you were making your pick? uh i thought you were talking about him talking about uh cementing himself as kind of a legend in the area i thought you were going to go with uh the og bobby portis
1: oh bobby yeah yeah
0: because I, I mean if he can keep up and i don't i think he's one of those guys like he's a big energy guy and yeah. it's not always going to be uh like a finals atmosphere in the arena for him to feed off of but yeah. he last year should have been his, his
1: eyes are always all the way open but he, he's, yeah. he's ready yeah. every game is a finals game for uh for bobby. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but even last year man and i mean it sounds stupid but like i had him for my fantasy basketball team and i was like does anyone know this guy's sick is this is this <laughs> this to talk about like a steal and a block a game like six boards? yeah he
1: or... does do a little bit of, he stuffs the stat sheet quietly he's yeah
0: yeah but he's just not a super flashy guy so i mean bobby portis and kobe white are probably uh two sleeper picks as well on my side uh, is there anybody else you think that uh, could have their name sprinkled in the mix there
1: yeah. I think one more guy I was looking at, uh, uh, shout out to the the honkies down at Atlanta, uh, Kevin Herter. Yeah. Um, I think red velvet. Uh, yeah. Like he's going to probably still be coming off the bench because they've got, you know, their depth chart, uh, uh, the Hawks depth chart of, you know, wings and and shooters, uh, shooting guards, small forwards. is pretty, uh, pretty long. Like they've got Bogdanovich and they've got the guys they've just drafted like reddish and, uh, and, you know, a few other guys there. So Hurt Her- is probably going to stay coming off the bench. But we saw last year in the playoffs in that, I think it was game seven versus Philly. He had like mm-hmm. 27 points or something. He, he, he popped off and he really showed that um, he can shoot the ball and he's got great size for the position. And he, he's not uh, a huge defensive liability. He can move his feet a little bit and smart guy. So I think, uh, you know, he's still so young. He can definitely get better. And I, I think he could uh, sneak in in the race.
0: No, I, I think that's a great pick as well. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of Herter. Uh, he, can, he, he showed in the playoffs, you know, he, he's a bit of a flamethrower. And we kind of yeah. need that guy. Now that Kyle Korver and J.J. Redick have uh, transitioned yeah. to the next phase of their lives. Uh, and, you know, it kind of felt like there was, like, something missing. And, you know, now we have, we have got Red Velvet. He's already got a sick nickname. I mean, whoever came up with that, give yourself a pat on the back. Uh, yeah. so again, that one kind of started floating around when they were uh, – the Hawks were making their playoff run. Uh, but, I, I, again, I mean – it's the six man of the year word is also kind of a, a tough one to predict sometimes. Cause as much as, uh, you know, team winning is important, it isn't always, you know, what decides the, you know, uh, who's going to win six man of the year. It definitely helps your yeah. case. Uh, yeah. But you know, sometimes you'll have these guys that come off the bench and you know, they'll score like 17 points a game, but their yeah. team sucks and nobody will talk about them. So, yeah. so it, it, it's, like, do you think that that team success should really go into a, like an award race like this?
1: Yeah, well, it's it's tough because the you know, it, like most of your best players for most of the teams in the NBA are going to be starting. So it's like w- there's only in certain situations will you have one of your better players coming off the bench like. Manu Ginobili came off the bench so many years in San Antonio, but that wasn't because he wasn't one of the five best players. He was probably the third best player on that team for, for most of that time behind uh, Parker and Duncan, but it just worked out better to have him, you know, come off the bench insert yeah. some energy into the game. And, uh, but then, you know, often um, those guys who are sixth men on better teams are sometimes overlooked for guys who are sixth men on worse teams who have better stats. But, uh, you know, th- those guys are just as talented on the better teams. You know what I mean? Like if they were playing yeah. on, on the worst team, they'd, they'd be able to fill up the stat sheet. So just like a lot of these awards, I think it's just a balancing act. Like you take into account as much as you can. I think for, for almost anything, even for something like Rookie of the Year, I, I really take into account uh, how much you impact winning. And like, yep. if you're just a guy who comes off the bench, um, you know, because that's pretty much the only way you can affect winning because you, you don't really do anything else. You're just kind of a flamethrower. Like that's what Lou Williams was. Yeah. And you know, he deserved to win that award for sure. Cause he really filled it up, you know, the times that he won, but uh, I uh, like, I, I would put a little more stock in a guy who, Uh, can do more things for you and just happens to be coming off the bench for a better team. I I, I would put more stock in a guy like that, but uh, you know, every voter has their, uh, their different way of, of thinking about this. And you know, that's, that's just the way I do it, but but yeah, I I definitely put more into winning than maybe some other people.
0: And uh, you know, as we move on from uh, the sixth man of the year, we kind of giving you our uh, headlining picks there Uh, we're going to move on to, you know, we're talking with guys that come off the bench and uh, sometimes uh, for this certain award, guys come off the bench and they quickly find themselves in the starting lineup. Uh, and that's in the most Mm -hmm. improved race. Uh, and you know, that this is a hard one to predict because again, you're banking on this person taking the next step. And obviously the easy picks are, you know, you take a guy, like a rookie, uh, lottery pick that, you know, didn't get a lot of floor time. And now this year they're going to get more. And, uh, but again, you'll have some years where like, again, like Pascal Siakam, like that guy comes out of nowhere uh and it starts lighting up the league uh it it happens more often than not uh so i mean jordan do you have anybody off uh offhand that you know you think might just be willing just right right on the the precipice of taking that next step
1: yeah i think in this particular case the and i'll get to the odds in just a sec but the the clear front runner and the most you know obvious pick for this award um sometimes when i see like uh, you know the most obvious uh, you know the, this guy's definitely going to do it I, I don't always get on the bandwagon because I think yeah. well you know there might be other, but I think for this in this particular scenario the most obvious pick is the guy and there's a reason he's the most ob- obvious pick and I think it's Michael Porter Jr. I think mm. he has all uh, the opportunity and he just has to step into the role like not not it's not always that you have a player who could win this award in any circumstance probably like yeah. that's how skilled this guy is you know he had a lot of injury issues and that's why he fell so far in the draft when he was drafted um but has shown that he can be one of like look like one of the most dangerous young players in the league with his shooting range and his size and um i've talked about it before like sometimes he just seems completely fearless um and a guy will just you know go out and shoot in anybody's anybody's eye um yeah. and uh you know, he could win this award just through the natural progression of his career. But the fact that he's on this team with their second best leading scorer and second best player down um, in Jamal Murray for most of this year, he has all the opportunity to step in there and uh, be the primary scoring option, basically, even though Jokic might, uh, you know, might be that to some people, he still wants to facilitate and he plays best when he's got a Really, really, uh, you know, good, uh, twenty-five or, or at least twenty-plus per game score next to him, who he can pass the ball to and work off of, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. is just going to have all that opportunity. He just has to step into it as long as he can stay healthy. I think it's his award to lose.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that you pretty much nailed it with that take. Uh, yeah, he he's been should be. I kind of gassed him up uh, pretty hard, both yeah. uh, in style uh, in terms of his play as well as his physical appearance. Uh, big he NBA did. guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think that it's kind of his award to lose. You said it right there perfectly. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got all the, the telltale signs of a star in the making. Uh, and I think this one is, you know, it's just going to come down to the work ethic. If he's willing to, you know, really take that next step, Uh, if he's going to have that killer mentality and, you know, he's going to be able to work off of Jokic, which should be pretty much effortless because that guy's going to take a lot of attention away from you and he's going to set you up very well uh, to score. So he's just got to knock down those open jumpers that he's going to get. And again, for him, sometimes he gets a mismatch. He gets a six foot four guy on him. He's six ten. He's going to be able to rise above it. Like there's no one there. Uh, So he's already got the physical, uh, you know, the natural and physical ability to uh, have mismatches often, so uh, I think yep. he's, he's a huge prime candidate. I'm going with a guy I had mentioned before. We had talked about how I believe the Knicks are going to go fairly deep this year, or have at least have the potential to go deep. Uh, I'm going with R.J. Barrett uh, okay. as my most improved player. Uh, he, I believe, he averaged but 17 and five last year, uh, and I think this year, you know. I, I think I honestly do believe, obviously, Julius Randle might still be kind of that number one guy uh, overall on their team. But I think RJ is going to be stepping up in scoring. And I think that if the Knicks can continue their success and he can really showcase his, uh, you know, what he's got in his bag as far as scoring the Rock goes and keeps up with his, you know, five to five boards and three assists a game. And, you know, he he, he does fight on defense as well, He's usually good for a season. Yep. Uh, I think if he can get somewhere in the range of 22 to 23 points uh, per game, which I, I, I do believe is possible for him, especially now in his, uh, I believe his third season. Uh, yeah. I, I don't see why RJ couldn't be in that conversation. Uh, I haven't heard a lot of talk, at least I, I personally, I haven't uh, about RJ possibly being uh, the most improved player, but
1: uh, no, me neither.
0: I, I think that, that uh, you know, he definitely should be because uh, he's kind of one of those guys where I feel like he's been, he played, pretty well his rookie year and he's played but he plays kind of under the radar even though he plays in the biggest uh basketball market essentially in the like in the nba uh he he doesn't really get the love and the attention that i believe he deserves so uh, i think rj barrett could be a guy that turns some heads this season and uh, maybe sneaks away with his award
1: yeah i I love this take because i just uh yeah like there was someone else on another podcast talking about how it like exactly what you just said no one's really talking about him for uh, most improved player or just in general, like he, yeah. he's just a guy who's, yeah, you know, he's the same draft class as Zion. They obviously both went to Duke, uh, Duke together. Yeah. Duke. Um, and uh, like, like last year he, he averaged almost 18 points a game. Like that, yeah, like yeah. that's, that's no joke. Like that, especially in your, your, um, your second year in the league, like uh, you, players normally from their second to third year, like their third year is really when they kind of show you uh, who they are um and and how good they can be and they often make a jump um and you know if you, if rj barrett's a 20 point per game scorer like that's that's incredible for the knicks like that's going to raise their ceiling so much um to have a, another guy beside randall plus all the other talent that they've added mm-hmm. um and uh like he's not the best defender in the world but he's six six, which is just great size for the position that he plays and allows him to slide down to the three sometimes and who knows, maybe even try out the four if, uh, you know, if you can beef up hey, a little bit and,
0: all. Yeah.
1: and uh, you know, bang with the the big dogs down low. But uh, like, I, I, I love the pick and uh, I think for sure, he should get a lot more, uh, should be a lot more conversation around him possibly winning it because he's just so, so gifted. Like everything he does, like as you, when we, we, Uh, as Canadians, you know, watched him rise up the ranks, uh, you know, playing in all these uh, international tournaments and stuff. Um, And then, yeah, like I said, at Duke, like he's just a guy, he's he's just got great scoring instincts and just really looks like an NBA player and always has. And yeah, I'm rooting for him to just keep getting better and I think he will.
0: Yeah. And uh, another guy I want to throw his hat in the, uh, in the race. Uh, And this is maybe, maybe I'm blinded because I, I was so big on him coming out of Michigan state uh, he has a huge highlight reel now. Uh, and again, I've been a big fan of him. I think he's developed a pretty solid outside shot as well. Uh, but I think that honestly it's going to be, you know, maybe the highlights he's going to have with the mellow. They've Is already you green. No, 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 no. Hell no, hell <laughs> no. Kidding, kidding, hell no. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Uh, no, I'm talking about miles bridges, yeah, uh, yeah. over there in Charlotte. Uh, I mean, he, he's really started to step up his game. Uh, he definitely needs some work uh, on ball for defense, especially down low because, uh, you know, he plays that yep. three, maybe a bit of an undersized four. But we're talking about big dogs. He plays – he's got that big dog mentality. He's got a bit of a dog in him. Uh, yep. You know, he fights with those loose balls. And, again, he's explosive. Everybody knows he's got insane bounce. Uh, you know, he's, he's always throwing down these crazy oops, windmills, reverses, whatever you want to do, him to, to do, he'll do it. Uh, yep. And, uh, you know, I think that we could see him I – I believe he was about uh, 15 points per game last year. Uh, I, again, I could see him now, him and LaMelo, uh, you know, teaming up, trying to build that young core up a little bit more. Uh, I could yeah. see him easily getting closer to that 20 point per game range, uh, you know, add in maybe six or seven uh, rebounds a game. And we're talking about a guy who's, you know, really stepped up and evolved his game. And I think he's only, uh, moving into his fourth season now, uh, still, yeah. uh, still under 25. So, uh, as, as far as I, I, I know, I could be wrong on that, but, uh, no, oh,
1: yeah, he's still, he's still just 22.
0: Oh, well shit. There you go, man. I wouldn't yeah, mind. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that he's got a ton of potential
1: for sure. Or no, sorry. He's 23, 23, my bad. Nah, um, 23. 22, 22 last season, but uh, yeah. no, for sure. He's got uh, like, I think he works so well with Lamello and fits that team perfectly. And he shot 40% from three last year.
0: Yeah. Um, no, he's, he's he, got a
1: strap. So, you know, if he, and that's, that's up from like the low thirties the first couple years of his career. And, uh, that's, that's going to be the most important thing for him to, to keep, you know, hovering around that, you know, maybe he shot, uh, I'm looking at his uh, basketball reference page right now, like four and a half uh, three point uh, attempts last year. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if that goes up a little bit and he loses a little bit of his uh, uh, efficiency there, that's, that's fine. As long as he can, you know, hover around uh, 40% or high thirties and, you know, take a few more threes to really space the floor out for, for LaMelo. I mm-hmm. think, uh, I think him and LaMelo are a great combo going forward and you can just really build around these guys. I think he's like, to me just feels like one of the most solid, like role players you can have going forward into the next like five years, exactly the guy that, y- that you want.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. He may not end up being, you know, an all-star or anything like that. Uh, yeah. but you know, when you have a guy like LaMelo where, you know, he is seeming like he's going to be a franchise player. Uh, if you can find someone who not only he likes but plays well with on the court, and then they can get results together. I mean, who knows? Miles Bridges might just have a career for himself because he's like he, he, he's Lamelo Ball's right hand man. And again, that's going to be exciting for Charlotte Hornets fans to watch. Like, I mean, they're going to have the beautiful yeah. court, beautiful arena. Uh, you know, nice, nice, nice uniforms to throw on, and they're, they're yeah. going to be exciting to watch this year and uh, for years to come. Honestly, uh, you know, the 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 Hornets got a great future, great prospects there. Uh, Finally. Yeah, finally, honestly. I mean, again, we, we talked about that before. Uh, you know, So, Charlotte, look for Miles Bridges. Take that step. He's going to be uh, – I mean, yeah. those annoying announcers of yours are going to be going, oh, my God, Miles Bridges, he's got to be the MIP. He's got to be. LaMelo's the MVP. Oh, my God. Oh, and that's that MJ MJ's. Oh, he's our owner. I forgot. Oh, my God. Uh, Get the hell up, man. Whatever that guy's name is. Give him a freaking slap in the we'll back of a head. I can only imagine he probably has like a little horseshoe going on. I can say that. I've only got about <laughs> four years till I'm at that point anyway. So uh then we yeah, can You're his
1: uh you're his successor, Matt. You're gonna be down there next when he there retires. Go. You're gonna take the rein.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, you sound never...
1: exactly like him when you do the impression. It's I, true. I can't really tell. I just close my eyes and
0: I'm like that guy from out. uh I'm like that guy from police academy. I can do any impression. True. <laughs> Whatever one you name, I can do it. No problem. Uh, just you don't are. ask me right now. I'm just I'm feeling a little tired. Uh, oh, you got but, it. Don't worry. Uh, you know, I, we, we went over some got, people who, you know, are going to be stepping up, improving their game. Uh, let's talk about someone who really needs to step up, and that's you, Jordan. Uh, historically, me, sir? $50 bets. Legal and I have been doing this for, oh, I guess this will be year six.
1: We're getting into this now? We're doing this now? Right now. All it's right.
0: Six years? You've What's only won on once. Excuse
1: me. That's, that can't One be true. One year,
0: you've won. I've won. Think about the math on that. Think about the math. I guess this will be year six. In five years, you've given me the equivalent of $200. Because, again, equivalent. Because you, you know how many won. times
1: LeBron has lost in the finals?
0: Yeah. Uh, that's who you want to compare this to?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm the Spurs. You can be LeBron. That's cool with me. Um it, it, just to give a bit of a backstory again, Flegel had told it when we uh, previewed the Pacific Division. Uh, if you want, uh, check that out again. Uh, he has a great story about meeting Demarcus Cousins and talking to him about this bet. Uh, but essentially, it was the uh, the NBA season opener, and uh, you know we're shooting the shit, kind of doing what we're doing right here on the pre uh, this preview podcast. Uh, way way before yep. we're still uh, you know in high school at this point. And, uh, I, I, you know, we're talking about teams we think are going to be good. And Jordan starts going on about the Sacramento Kings, how they're going to make the playoffs. And I said, no way. I Isaiah like...
1: Thomas, Boogie yeah. Cousins, uh, yeah. whoever the hell else. They were good. They had the talent to do it.
0: Quincy Acey probably was there.
1: Oh, Lord, Quincy <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, But anyways, essentially we made that bet. And uh, lo and behold, I walked away victorious. And Jordan paid me back with a uh, $10 edible and a $40 sport check gift card that he had gotten for free. Uh, which was funny because I also got a $40 sport check gift card for free because uh, we coached a, uh, a middle school basketball team to, I believe, what, they won one game?
1: Yeah, they um, were pretty bad. they no, were, they were uh, horrible. We <laughs> tried, but, yeah, maybe one game. I don't even think one game, to be honest.
0: I, I think I – yeah, they, they were horrible. If anyone here uh, went to Alexander Public School and we were your coach, you trash. I hope you never picked up the ball again. Uh, there were some knuckleheads on that team. It was kind of like uh, bench warmers, pretty much. Those were kind of the kids we had. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But over the years, again, I, I, I we kind of forget, honestly. Like, I don't even remember what, what the bet was last year. Uh, I know that I won because the only the only uh, ones that, I, that were really memorable, I won. We did Harden or Giannis to win MVP. I won that right. year.
1: Yeah. Uh, the
0: year Flegel did win was the Bubble Suns year. It oh, was, yes. Build, okay, build this the is insane. Yeah, you tell. you can tell this one. You got this. Because this well, was
1: pretty nuts. It was the beginning of, uh, I guess, twenty the 2020 season, yep. twenty twenty season, twenty nineteen twenty. I I bet Matt that the Suns would finish uh, either tenth or higher in the league. And this was when they had been a dumpster fire for God knows how long. Yeah. Uh, there was no no signs of life in the organization, but I saw them. I saw I saw this uh, this finals run, but I saw it early. Okay. I saw this coming because they added. They, they got Aaron Baines at some point. They had, yeah. uh, what's-his-face, uh, Aiton. They had just drafted him. Mm-hmm. They they brought over Ricky Rubio. So uh, Devin Booker actually had a, you know, grown-up point guard to play with. And uh, fucking, goddammit, uh, Aiton got suspended for the first 25 games of the season, which would have almost guaranteed my bet to go through. But it was a nail-biter down right down to the wire. We weren't sure, uh, you know, what was going to happen, especially after the, the NBA... <laughs> postponed the season, but then they did get invited to the bubble and the only way they could have made it uh, as the 10th seed or up or, you know, finished uh, out the season, uh, you know, at that pace was to go undefeated through the bubble. And that's exactly what they did. And I predicted it. And That Devin, any, uh, that cool Devin Booker,
0: uh, the buzzer beater against the Clippers. Game winner that,
1: over the Clippers.
0: Yeah, broke so my heart.
1: home crying he was and they won me. every game, 8-0.
0: Yeah, the reason he was flexing like that was because he, he he was looking at me into the camera and I was looking was. at him and I was like, "You bastard, man."
1: Uh, and they did it. So. I think they got it by one game over like uh, Yeah. I I don't know how, but and they didn't even make the 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 uh the playoffs. I guess like they were invited there and they even though they didn't lose a single game, they had no chance to advance, but they yeah. won me my bet. So
0: it was, it was pretty nuts. And again, I respected the bet. I honored it, even though it was kind of finicky, yep. you know, I gave it to Jordan, but still, that's the only time he's ever been able to best me in these $50 wagers. And so this year, I'm I feel like, I'm, I feel like it's a pretty even bet. If anything, I think you probably have the, the better odds on this.
1: Personally. Yeah, I think well, yeah, I, I would say most people would, but it's close. It's kind of, yeah,
0: it's close. And, and we don't like to, you know, we did the, as I said before, we did an MVP wager one time. And, you know, as exciting as that was, we both kind of were also like, well, man, what happens if nobody wins? Yeah. <laughs> that was just kind of a loophole year almost. Uh, but this year we're locking it in. The wager is, will the New Orleans Pelicans make the NBA playoffs? So they can finish tenth, and they can get into the play-in tournament, and they can wait, they can win their way into the playoffs. No matter what, as long as they can make the playoffs, that's the bet I have. The Pelicans to make the playoffs. Fleagle has them to miss the playoffs. So right here it. on the record, we have the, the fifty-dollar wager is complete. We're shaking through the virtual screen here. The contract mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. been signed. And but uh, again,
1: but, uh, they they can make the they can make the play-in. Um, and, you know, be in one of those games, but they have to win. They have to get yeah. to the other side of the play-in and be the the finalized uh, one of the eight teams that actually makes the playoffs. So yes, yeah, they, they've got to get into that
0: 16-team out. tournament.
1: Yeah, got yeah. it. All right.
0: Um, so, I mean, it'll be exciting to watch because, again, people are, uh, as we talked I think about, this
1: will be a close one. I think, yeah, I, think, I, I, so. I, I think they'll, I mean, I was saying this to you when we were figuring out the bet. Like, they're going to be in the play-in. Yeah, uh, like they might make it easy for you and just get the. Uh, well, I don't know. I I don't think they'd get as high as the six seed, so they're not going to avoid the play-in. Yeah, so I think we'll we'll have uh, even more of a uh, a reason to be uh, you know watching closely these play-in games at west because I, I think they're going to be there and it'll be it'll be you know I think this is a really good bet. I, I'm yeah. not sure if they're going to be able to get through or not, but they're going to be there playing either way.
0: Because well, imagine the insanity. What if they get the seven seed, lose the first game, and then they're on that yeah. the edge? To, they have to get the win? to get the eight seed? That would be insanity. Yeah. Maybe we'll live stream the game or something. I don't know how yeah. we can work around the, the copyright rules and stuff there. Uh, but yeah, that would be insanity. Um, so everybody, keep on the lookout. Follow the Pelicans this season. They're going to be uh, they're going to be the team to watch. Not uh maybe just because they're going to have Zion throwing down monster dunks and Jonas Valanciunas if he, up if he there, uh, stops eating Gumbo. Legend. Sorry, to say that again, man.
1: If uh, Zion stops eating gumbo and gets on the court, (laughs) maybe, maybe that's true.
0: Louisiana fast, man. We'll see what they can do. I'll go down
1: there myself and feed him. If it means, uh, yeah. Uh, Uh, March. No, April. I don't know. I'll have to look it up.
0: Hey, if they, why don't we do that? Why don't we book a flight right now? We should go down there for the playoffs. Sure. That'd be good. That'd be sweet. Uh, March
1: 1st, March 1st.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's, let's do it. Book it right now. get away from some of the snow and I hate spring in Canada, so we can get right away from that. Do a week, Marty, yeah. Gras a week. Sweet.
1: All right. Perfect. We'll All right. So everybody's down heard
0: down. this. We have it secured and we're going to move on now to who we think is going to be the NBA scoring champ this year. Uh, obviously the NBA is such an offensive game now uh, in this day and age, uh, you know, anybody can go off for 50 on a given night and uh, it's, it's kind of insane uh, how spoiled we are now with the skill level that these guys are playing at. Um, Obviously sometimes, you know, the refs are a little bit softer with the calls nowadays. I'm sure back then, you know, if they were every single time a guy got bumped in the paint, even by a little bit, they were getting two shots at the, at the line. Uh, Their numbers would be crazy inflated. Like Michael Jordan would probably average like 40 points. uh, And I do believe that he would uh, in today's NBA. Uh, because again, guys like Harden can do it again, almost average. I think what was it, 35? He averaged one year, 36. Oh, like. yeah.
1: He was getting he was pushing 40 there. Yeah.
0: So uh I mean it's definitely possible. Uh I mean, there's a lot of names you can draw out of this one, Jordan. Uh, who do you think is gonna have the hot hand this season?
1: Okay, so again, to uh review the the odds, uh we've got Beal at plus two seventy-five. Uh Doncic, it's a little surprising to me. He's he's in second here at plus four fifty. Yeah, Curry's plus five hundred. And Lillard and Embiid are plus seven hundred. Interesting. And so there's some other guys I think they left out that could possibly in the mix, like uh, either one of the uh, Brooklyn guys I think could maybe uh, you know if they were really motivated this year um, get the scoring title. But I think the the idea behind that is you there's only one ball, and those guys um, you know as as much uh, as great of scorers as they are, there's only one ball to go around. So they might kind of get diminished returns like uh, one takes away from the other, not in, you know, team success, but in individual scoring. But uh, you know, Beal is, I think is a good choice, but for me, I was just considering who is going to be the most motivated to win this award, because I think there's a lot of guys that could win the scoring title. But uh, I think for someone like Beal and even like Doncic, I think they are going to be more worried about, um, Like trying to get other people involved, and they're going to try and uh, you know be uh, a little bit more passive than maybe they've been, uh, especially in the case of Beal. I think he's got other guys around him now. He doesn't have to take every shot. Like he's got uh, KCP and he's got Kuzma, and uh, you know Dinwiddie. If he comes back, he's not. He doesn't have to be the guy who does all the heavy lifting in terms of scoring. And I think Doncic has his sights set higher. I think he's uh, smart enough to know that, you know, if they're going to succeed in the playoffs, he's going to need to have all these other guys clicking, uh, you know, not just him. So he's going to, you know, get Porzingis involved and uh, all their, you know, shooters around him. Um, and I think, I think Curry is an okay choice, but I, I think um, even with him, uh, he's going to, he's got new blood in there. He's got Jordan pool and he's got Wiggins. Who's possibly going to take the next step. He's got, other guys in there, uh, yeah. Matt's flexing when I say <laughs> the word Wiggins. I did bring up Wiggins. I oh said yeah, he told me not started, to do it before this podcast started. I said, we, I, "I see no reason we should talk about Wiggins," but here I am. But I'll uh, but about anyway, him later. you got my, my,
0: my, my preamble.
1: My uh, preamble ends uh, here with my pick. I think it's going to be Damian Lillard because I think he's going to be very motivated to uh, win with this team. He's got a new yeah. head coach, Chauncey Billups, is in. But at the same time, it's not like these other guys where they load it up with a bunch of help. Like, I think he is, he does need to be um, Superman Lillard if these, uh, these Blazers are going to win um, and, you know, go deeper in the playoffs than they normally do, which is first or second round. Um, because like we talked about in the Northwest Division pod, preview pod, um, they didn't really load up. They didn't exactly get a heck of a lot better. The no. scoring load is still going to be on him. Um, and I think... You know, there they, we'll see if they make any midseason trades, if they finally move off McCollum um, or how and, you know, just generally how well these other guys do like Nurkic and how well uh, Larry Nance fits in there. Um, but I think I think they are going to be, you know, slightly improved just with, you know, the new energy of a new head coach and sort of, uh, you know, the finally getting off Zach Collins, you know, that waiting game is over. But the scoring load is still going to fall on Dame, and I, yeah. I think he can do it. I think he, can, he, he has all the skills and talent to, to lead the league in scoring.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's a good pick. He, and, yeah, you put it perfect there. I mean, he is going to have to be Superman. He's going to have to pretty much be shooting every single time that he has the ball in his hands. Yeah. Uh, against C.J. McCollum's his only real, uh, you know, backup scorer on that team no one else I can't I maybe Nurkic but I I realistically no one else on that team said CJ is going to probably average over 15 points which is yeah that's going to be tough (laughs) that's going to be real tough for them to you know succeed in the west um but I I think Lillard yeah he's already obviously been in the conversation for that scoring title before uh and I think that you know years to come he still will be uh because again he is one of the best shooters of all time he can pull it from anywhere uh he's athletic enough to finish inside he's crafty with both hands uh, so yeah, I, th- I think Lillard's a great choice. Um, my pick, though, I'm surprised isn't in that top uh, top of the top that you were reading off there for the the biggest mm-hmm. odds. Uh, I'm going with a guy who I just said before uh, broke my heart a couple seasons ago. Uh, Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy's proven to be uh, yeah. an absolute good weapon choice. on the court. Uh, he again, I feel he can score at all three levels. Plus
1: plus 3,500 in the book I'm looking at, Matt. You might want to. Uh, That's a good,
0: those go good odds. Those are good odds. <laughs> if, if everyone's looking for good odds, plus 3,500 Devin Booker to win the scoring title, you kidding me? He's got Chris That's, Paul next. Uh, he, and almost yeah. in, in that starting lineup, he is the go to guy. He's going to be getting probably oh, yeah. 35 to 45 percent of the shots. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, we've seen this guy in his second year put up 70. Uh, so we know that you know he, he can go off for big scoring nights on a given night. Uh, we've seen him in the playoffs. He's willing yep. to put the team on his back, and you know, in the fourth quarter, he'll put up 20 points if he, if it need be. Uh, so I I could easily see Devin Booker floating around that 30 points per game mark. Uh, the only other person on this team that's really going to be putting up similar uh, scoring numbers might be DeAndre Ayton. Because uh, mm-hmm. Chris Paul's is obviously going to be deferring to both of them because uh, you know he's he's going to be just trying to get the wins. He's not there for the yeah. uh, points and everything. Uh, it's never been uh, really his game. Uh, obviously, maybe his younger days. But uh, and then you got like Jay Crowder and Mikael Bridges, who are there for the defense and the hustle and the energy. So uh, yep. you know, look for Devin Booker to light this up because, uh, I mean, I I, I I don't see a world where Devin Booker isn't going to be under 25 points per game. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know off the top of my head what uh, what he averaged last year, but I, I have to imagine it was hot in the high 20s, mid-20s. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Devin Booker I, I, I see being – an electric player this year and uh if yeah if you, i mean hell three-point contest i could see him you know he's gonna have his revenge tour he's just gonna be going out there trying to make a name for himself and uh, you know live yeah. up this moniker that people are kind of trying to say he's kind of like the second coming of kobe which uh you know he's definitely he's he's got some he's a little bit ways off he's a ways away but uh, i mean uh if you're if you're in that conversation, you're getting that you got to be flattered uh, regardless. So uh, he's yeah. only
1: twenty-four, Matt. Did you know he's only? I know, 24. I know.
0: the The league's in good hands. I'll say that, uh, yeah. bro, with 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 the utmost uh, confidence. But uh, I mean, yeah, Devin Booker's my pick. Uh, good pick,
1: good pick. Yeah, and, that's a real uh, under the radar one.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, you you brought up some of those other guys, like these big guys. Like I mean, even Embiid, uh, he was up there in scoring as well. Uh, and yeah. who knows if Simmons going to be there or not. And uh, if he's not, who knows, maybe the space floor, we're going to see Embiid turn into a whole new animal and maybe he'll be pushing 30.
1: Yeah. 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 I could see that happening for sure. I, uh, my hesitation with Embiid is um, just the fact that he, he gets injured a lot and then mm-hmm. goes through periods where he's not, he's, you know, he's on the floor, but he's not a hundred percent. If I could guarantee uh, a full season of a hundred percent Embiid, uh, I think he's got as good a chance as anyone. Cause he can, score so effortlessly in so many ways. And um, he, he's a good free throw shooter. So as a big guy, you know, he takes advantage of those opportunities almost like free points and uh, he's uh, yeah. One of the best big man scorers we've, we've seen in the game. And uh, so, yeah, like it, he definitely has the skills to do it, but it just depends if he can stay healthy for a whole season and stay in shape for a whole season. Yeah. And, pre uh, no, pregame you know, cheeseburgers. Yeah. Yeah. Or just one a week, you know, like you yeah. just pick a cheat day. Yeah, um, there you go. But uh, one other guy I think could maybe uh, sneak in here uh, depending on, uh, you know, if if this works better in the mm-hmm. whole – the the team construction um, for, for this player to sort of go off because he can go off on any given night. But I don't know if he'll have the willingness to. But uh, Trey Young oh yeah, could, could lead the league in scoring. Um, just Easily. Just the, you know, the audacious way he – searches out like mid-range sh- or not mid-range shots, like half court shots, like yeah, yeah. Uh, 30 footers. And like, he, he can light it up. Um, and he, when he gets in his zone, like he, he can get on, uh, you know, catch fire and uh, yeah, push 30 any night. But it, it just depends if, you know, the, the other guys around him are going to be working, if they're going to be available every night because they've got other offensive weapons on this team. So he, he might not be that guy that, you know, like Beal in the past, like we were talking about that, uh, that needs to take all these shots. He certainly yep. can do it. Um, I just don't know if it's that, you know, that's, the, the that environment's going to foster that uh, for him, but, but I think uh, I could see him winning, winning uh, the scoring championship too.
0: Yeah. I mean, hell, Trey Young could lead the league and assist and score. It's possible. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Easily possible. I mean, uh, yeah, he is kind of, uh, he's everything Atlanta has right now. So uh, uh, yeah, I think Trey Young, another amazing pick there. Uh, I, I, and again, like, I, I'm surprised that those odds you wrote off, like, I think Booker and Trey Young should be higher than like Luca or Embiid. Uh, yeah. it's Yeah. It's interesting. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Luca's doing up there because although he can score the ball, he's, he, uh, he's another one of those guys like, like young, like, uh, Luca Doncic likes to distribute and, uh, you know, he, he passes, uh, the ball, uh, and likes, you know, throwing lobs and, you know, passes out to corner corner shooters, like just as much as he likes scoring. So yeah, I can't, I can't quite see the situation where he leads the whole league. he'll, He'll be up there like 25 plus, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely like the the odds. Like the odds on Trey Young are to twenty five hundred.
0: So. Well, the last guy I'm going to throw money down. Yeah, last guy I'm going to throw in there uh, before we move on. Uh, I, I I've, I've gassed this guy up as well. I'm a big fan of his, and I think that him and his uh, new look Chicago Bulls are going to be definitely be putting up some numbers. Zach Levine, yeah, yeah. going to be up there for sure. Uh, again, we're talking three level scores. Uh, he's electric, uh, and he probably will be the number one scoring option on that team. Uh, yeah, now kind I'm of got sure. a little bit more defensive there. Uh, obviously, DeRozan is going to be taking some extra shots as well. Uh, but he's also improved uh, you know, over the past three, four years as a, as a great facilitator. So uh, yeah. I think that it's going to be uh, offense centered around Zach Levine and uh, with Chicago playing in kind of a weak division. Uh, four games a year against some of these other teams Like Detroit and I mean obviously Milwaukee Is going to be tough but Detroit and Indiana uh, yeah. I think you could see uh, You could see a big explosion from Zach Levine And again he could be floating upwards around 27 To 30 points a game uh, yeah. So Zach Levine another one of those uh, sleeper picks Again if if anyone's betting if you make Money off us please send us like 20 bucks I mean now that we yeah. need it, we make 1500 An episode uh, on the bad day So I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. we have more money than we know To do it Jordan's got five Maseratis uh, true but his ceiling leaks but i mean that's no. that's
1: just the way it goes sometimes <laughs> you got five maseratis but your ceiling can leak you know i almost want to make that my uh my saying because i have said that before that is, yeah uh, you have said that the, I've, I've been saying that for years but like from uh, personal experience it comes too. at well yeah that's you manifested it yeah but no yeah 20 bucks or, or a cut like i don't know yeah. what do we think 50%? Yeah, 50%. We'll, we'll so 50 percent yeah fifty percent. figure 50
0: to you 50 to me y- sure yeah of the total pot and then yeah that that mm-hmm. works
1: yeah, that and then we'll send, we'll send you back, you know, what we think you deserve. It might not be much, but we'll, yeah, we'll, so we'll figure send all this out you. later.
0: I'll send you a photo of me looking at a photo of Wiggins. Sure. Autographed yeah. by Jordan. Perfect. Yeah. Great bet. Okay. Uh, and we're now going to move on to, you know, sometimes I feel like I can be a little defensive, Jordan. Sometimes I just, I struggle to let you in. I struggle to let people yeah. really understand what, what it's all about behind this rough, tough, intimidating force of a man in my exterior. But inside, I it's, all that, yeah. it's all cuddly and warm. Uh, saying, you know, people have called me maybe the most defensive man they've ever met. But who's the most cool. defensive player in the okay. NBA? and Who's going to win the Defensive Player of the Year? That's what we need to talk about. That's, uh, that, that, that's what we're talking about now. I mean, also, mm-hmm. just, just a little side tangent. I love the Defensive Player of the Year trophy, the way it looks. I like the guy just crouched down with the hands out. Yeah. and like they always, It's always usually a big man that wins it, and they're holding it just by the one leg like a, like a wishbone. Yeah. I love that. That's a great trophy. I love that one. Uh, yeah. Coach of the year. It's just some nerd sitting on the end of the bench like with a friggin' book or something. Get, yeah. get that out of here. Uh, or actually, the rookie of the year. If we're talking about the looks of these trophies, because now I'm just going on a rant and tangent on this. But the rookie <laughs> of the year one is just the NBA logo. Like, that, Yeah, you're right. That, yeah, it's uh, true
1: that is the uh all-star game mvp it's just around
0: yeah that one's stupid too they they, like again like they like look at the stanley cup maybe that's just the Canadian, but like you make the trophy look cool make it look like a trophy
1: and also call it i don't know i i I always hate the the that it's just called the nba title and the larry o'brien trophy like can we shorten it can we make it more snappy or something like Larry O'Brien. I get Larry that the OB. Stanley Cup is also named after someone, but it doesn't sound like it as much. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah. yeah. So we got to look into this. Adam but, uh,
0: Yeah. As we workshop the new idea to rename the Larry O'Brien, uh, yeah. we're going to with the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, right now, my number one pick going into the season, and again, I think it's because with this new structured team that he's going to be on, he's not going to have to do uh, as much as years past in the regular season, uh, especially uh, you know in recent memory. Uh, and surprisingly, this player has been in the conversation. He's never won the Defensive Player of the Year award, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but I'm going with Anthony Davis. Going with the brow on this. Hey,
1: one. It's, our yeah. first, uh, it's our first. It's our first crossing of paths. That's who I got too. That's oh, really? Right. Okay, I love
0: it. Yeah, because I mean. How, I, it, Cause when you look at him, he's like, when you talk, I'll talk about the best defensive players in the year, and I do think sometimes people forget how good of a defender he is. He can guard the yeah. perimeter. Uh, like if you have a guard and a mismatch, it's not really even a mismatch. He can move. He's yeah. got amazing length. He's always up there in the top three in blocks per game. Uh, he's he's fights on the boards. I mean, I, 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 every year it's like, it's kind of his to lose. I think only until this past couple of years of Giannis really just stepping up and like being a little bit more of an exciting defensive player. Uh, yeah. has Anthony Davis really lost that moniker, but, uh, yeah, I definitely think Anthony Davis is primed for one of these years. And now with Westbrook there to kind of take away, you know, some of that pressure, especially on the perimeter, because Westbrook is himself a pretty solid on-ball defender. Uh, there's no reason that Anthony Davis can't be out there, uh, you know, racking up blocks and steals and, uh, you know, maybe yeah. finally snagging that, uh, that, uh, that elusive award that, uh, you know, has been just right out of his, his long, long wingspan, his long reach, uh, since his rookie
1: yeah. 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 I, that's uh, totally agree. It's, it's like, yeah, finally a situation where he doesn't need to do as much offensively. Uh, if you've got Russell Westbrook there during the regular season and LeBron, when he's playing um, you know, Davis doesn't need to be the, you know, the, the main focal point offensively and can just focus on, on the defense, which the Lakers need, like if they're going to win, um and going to go deep in the playoffs they need to get back to that 2020 uh championship run yeah. level of defense and Davis is, starts all that um even if it's him out there with another big like he's the one who sort of anchors everything um and uh, you know protects the rim like you said can go out on any switch uh he's not a liability anywhere defensively on the floor he's got like the longest arms the like, great timing for blocks and uh, knows what to do, you know, uh, you know, in transition after he, he gets a block or gets a rebound, a great defensive rebounder, uh, which is a part yeah. of defense as much as people like to, you know, forget um, and sort of gloss over that point. But, uh, yeah, I love the pick. But you know what, Matt? You, I, I wrote someone down before Anthony Davis as my oh, pick, yeah? before I landed on him. And and uh, you, you won't know unless you looked ahead of time, but um, this person has the third best odds in the league and I wrote them down and I was so I was so excited to say who it was. Third best odds to win. Uh, if it's Draymond, the,
0: player, the podcast ends now.
1: Luckily it's not Draymond. Good. You get you get two more guesses.
0: Okay, well I, I was
1: so excited to make this pick, and I it kind of pained me to go back on this. But uh, I
0: there was I'm because I'm wondering, maybe our brains are really in sync here, because there was a guy who I think is probably going to be in that conversation be a favorite there's two guys I actually have written down they're on the same team that i think are being that contention so maybe they, you're like you're giving me a head shake here so maybe i'm off and no. it's not uh, it's not bam out of bio no no although
1: yeah all those miami guys that's uh those are good choices but no yeah
0: and bam, bam and jimmy i think well maybe we'll touch on that quickly but i think those two are going to be up there one uh, more
1: guess matt i was and- i was like jumping up and down Okay. Is this
0: like a guy who is like underrated? Like, is this
1: uh, like for sure by some people? Porzingis. Miles Turner, bitch. Oh, get out of here. No, he's at, no, he's at plus no, no, no,
0: no, 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 Because I was even thinking about up. that asshole because I don't even think he's good at all. Why the fuck look would anyone bet? If you're going to bet on Miles Turner to win Defensive Player of the Year, I don't want you to listen to this podcast. We don't need you.
1: Gobert and Simmons are plus 350. Okay, oh. they're, they're they're top. And he comes in second place. Well, third or second, oh. however you want to look at it. But plus 700. He's got better odds than Davis, Embiid, and Giannis. And I almost did it. I almost pulled the trigger. He's my second choice. He's my second. That's a
0: waste of money, man. If you were betting third odds on that, that's shit.
1: He is going to be Rick Carla is going to come in there and he's going to unlock all this guy's potential. He's going to be flying all over the place, getting rebounds, getting board or blocks, getting, getting steals. Uh, he's he's not as bad at switching out on the, the, the perimeter as uh, as someone like you would think, sir. He's kind of like a mini Anthony Davis. I'm kind of right? mad I didn't stay with my pick now. I'm kind of no, mad.
0: He's out of there, man. That's I, I mean, I, I won't say it's a horrible pick because he did, he did lead the league in blocks. Uh he did. I, I, so, I mean, he's, he's got the numbers. I'll give him that. Like again, he, I, I, As I said, he's not a horrible player, but he's just an overrated player. And he's not a defensive player of the year guy. Like, we'll yes, see. he gets he gets blocks because he comes off the help side and he blocks he's like but yes. two, two point guards. That's really cool, man. <laughs> like I like I like you're you're six eleven. I hope you do that. Uh, I mean, like go block Joel Embiid when he's hitting you with a freaking dream shake and dunking on your head. He uh, will maybe Watch worry about system. that. They man. Will. But uh, like again, like uh, it's not a, That's not it. a bad I'm pick.
1: changing my pick. I'm changing my pick. Miles Turner.
0: Go for it, man. I keep it. Anthony
1: Davis.
0: Uh, Now, now I wish we had split my, I would change a $50 bet to like Miles Turner, like <laughs> oriented. Yeah. <laughs> i be, be fired up about that. I'd be, I'd be real fired up. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, only other guy that I, I, I had that I was really excited about as well, uh, you know, talking about was Bam Adebayo. Cause again, we're yeah, talking yeah. versatile bigs. Uh, he's, he's like the epitome of that right now. Very mobile, yeah. uh, you know. He's an excellent perimeter defender, switches well, and uh, you know he's got active hands. So you know he's not only getting those block shots, but he's also good at you know picking people's pockets and uh, you know moving the ball in transition. So uh, I, yeah, I think Gennaro will will also be in there. And again, he's going to have a lot of pressure taken off defensively too, with uh, you know Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry and PJ yeah. Tucker all there in that system. Like I'm, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit, but uh, again, like Miami's going to be, they're going to be some bullies this year. There are yeah. going to be some some, uh, some some bullies on the beach. So uh, and nobody likes beach bullies. Those guys stink. No. They they kick no, sand no. in your face. It gets everywhere, and you're you're already wet. And then they then when you fall asleep on the beach, they, they put crude things with sunscreen on your. Oh back, Matt, were you that's
1: Did you yeah. get bullied at Savo Beach? No, well the, me
0: personally no no, no that's no, just a friend of mine did okay I, okay I was telling the story and we're recounting what they well, what's told the them.
1: friend's name I mean, I probably know all the friends were so who was it
0: I don't, is this a weird guy's name's Brandon Lumley I don't know if okay. him. he's a loser yeah that uh, guy's
1: weird I mean, I probably wrote this he, yeah, I bullied him a lot
0: yeah yeah I mean sorry you, you seem proud sorry, of you. Brandon. would you say yeah. would you say being a bully is a good thing
1: we should bring I mean, bullying back just for just to him uh, I haven't really done it to anyone else but um <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it could be a good thing. Mostly. No, though. We're, we're anti-bullying.
0: Are we? I don't know, man. I think bullying's okay in doses.
1: <sighs> well,
0: sometimes a big yeah. dog's got to put a, a little dog in their place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 No, you're right. You know, agree.
0: then you start I yapping and you start yapping, 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 and then you <laughs> switch, yeah. man.
1: Yeah. And that's what I did to uh, that. What's his name? Brendan. L- Brendan Flumley. Clumley. Yeah. Columbia. Yeah, I did that to him for years. But anyway, yeah. I'm I'm past it now. I, I don't believe
0: you. You've moved um, on. You're a better man. You reformed I,
1: I have, but I want to get your take on this, Matt. What What do you think? What would you put the odds at of whatever team Ben Simmons gets traded to, if he gets traded? Mm-hmm. Him going there and doing well enough to win uh, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. What, do you think that's a possibility?
0: And I. I think he should have won it this past year, personally. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. That I, I thought it was a lock. I was really surprised that Gobert won uh, yeah. the season to finish. Uh, as long as he's playing within, like, the first couple of weeks, whether it's in Philly or it's in, uh, you know, uh, wherever he ends up going, of these, like, it seems like 10 teams, I think, the uh, last I saw was the list of the eligible teams that he would go to. Um, yeah. I think he should still be maybe the favorite. Uh uh, again, who is I, I, the
1: favorite? Him and Gobert are the favorite still. Yeah,
0: and I, I didn't include him just because. Again, I who knows if he's going to be playing? It seems yeah, to be yeah, now yeah. that he's going to be reporting to the Sixers. Uh, obviously, him and Rich Paul caught—they got caught bluffing. Uh, weren't willing yeah. really to give up all that, all the money. Uh, can't blame them. Uh, They're
1: back, but but he's back, but it doesn't look like he's fully vaccinated, so he's not able to uh, join the practices or anything. So he's back, but doesn't have to be with the team. So
0: it's baby steps.
1: Yeah.
0: but uh we'll see, yeah', we'll, we'll, see we'll, yeah we'll, we'll see with him but uh all in all yes it's gonna be uh, I I think Ben Simmons will should be on top of everybody's list if he's active I think that uh, that that's my that's my take because again I think he is probably the best all-around defender in the league when it comes down to it uh, you know he's got his weaknesses but uh, Ben Simmons is a star uh, and I'll, I'll I'll say that time and time again uh, you know maybe not a, maybe he's not the uh, a superstar maybe he's not a yeah. he's a little too passive but uh, yeah he's, he's he's a guy that you can you can have him on a team, and he'll be a big member on a championship-winning team. And I think by the time his career is done, you'll see that.
1: All right. That's a pretty – that's a hot take. Yeah. Coming from you, Matt. Yeah. not really like
0: a hot take, though, because it, it just seems so obvious to me. I just feel like he's just one of those – Some guys people
1: are just out on him, just as, yeah. uh like we've talked about before, is kind of, like, seemingly – not selfish, but just kind of full of himself attitude. Yeah. and
0: yeah.
1: And uh, the fact that he doesn't seem to – be able to add things to his game. Really, he's kind of pretty much the same player as when he when he came into the league. Um yeah. he's obviously getting better um, at the things he's already good at, but you know, he's still no no uh, willingness to shoot. But uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think the 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 opinion is is pretty split. There are some people who are out, or some people who are you know think his physical gifts and what he's shown already just in a different new environment. You know, different teammates, he can uh, contribute to winning. And I don't really know where I fall. To be honest, Matt, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not here to make predictions.
0: Um, <laughs> no, that's not no. what we're here for today.
1: No, 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 I don't do that.
0: <laughs> All right, Fliegel, we've gone through defensive player of the year and now we're moving on to the pinnacle, of the NBA hardware, the most important award to win for a single athlete, single basketball player in their career. Uh, no. you know, solidifies them. Essentially there's never been a hall of famer uh, or excuse me. Other way around. There's never been an MVP. that's not become a hall of famer. Uh, yeah. So, this this award really you know denotes who is the like the best basketball player on the planet at any given time, uh, yep. and uh, the MVP award obviously uh, that one there's a lot of debate on how much team success goes into it. Like uh, again, I will I'm, I have no problem arguing or ranting to anybody who thinks Westbrook deserved his uh, MVP. Uh, that was a complete joke. Uh, i mean, <laughs> big winning matters, and when your team's a sixth seed and your just stats are inflated to all shit. Uh, yeah. and, uh everyone goes oh well, it was a cool storyline okay well he tra- averages triple double two more years and no one even considered him for an mvp yeah. the next year yeah. i think it was a four seed with paul george and it, like a better team he still put up the same kind of numbers and they said no yeah so get the fuck out of here with that but this year's mvp race again it's been nice that the league you know as much as there are clear-cut contenders there's no definite favorite there's no definite winner right now uh, yeah. and I, I mean Jordan right now when you're looking at the the you know, the preseason everything's shaking out who are you looking at right now as the possible MVP for this coming season
1: well I'm looking at a few guys um the Luca has uh best odds plus 400 and mm-hmm. I think Luca is a, a safe pick a, a good pick I can definitely see, I could see him winning this year
0: I think he um, had the, the leading odds last year going yeah he
1: yeah he did he did and uh and he was he was considered by some people though. He didn't have uh, enough of a standout season to, you know, really be in the mix down mm-hmm. the stretch of the season last year. Um, it was uh, a, 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 conversation for a lot of the year. It was um, a, a little bit of LeBron early on before he went yeah. down. And uh, so there was a few guys in the mix last year as well, but yeah. So Luca Luca I think a, a good choice this year. I could definitely see him taking another step and, um, just elevating his game even more, which is already at an insane level in terms of the production. He gives you like the usage rate um, is off the charts. He's got the ball in his hands, 90% of the game and he leads a very efficient offense and yep. a good team that would be nowhere near uh, as good without him. He's the engine that runs the Mavs. He, he, he makes everyone around him better. He can score the ball almost at will. Um, and he can distribute to people at will. Also, he's like the one of the best, um, like modern, uh, like controllers of pace and game that that we've that we've seen. And he, he's only going at what is this? Is this fourth year, third year,
0: third year, I think. No, third, third or
1: fourth. fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Um. In any case, still so young. So yeah, Luke is a good pick. Uh, Giannis is uh, another good pick. He, he's got the next best odds, uh, plus six fifty. Um. But I think. You know, we saw it kind of last year after he won two regular season MVPs in a row. Uh, you do get to a point uh, where voter fatigue starts to set yeah. in, especially when a guy's won but hasn't won in the playoffs. He, of course, went on to win uh, the the Finals MVP and a championship, which I'm sure he appreciates even more. Yeah. Um, but I I think Giannis would, you know, sort of once you've already won MVPs, uh, like even if you've only won one, but especially if you've won two, you have to like go to a whole other level, um, you know, even if you have stats that maybe warrant an MVP um, in another situation, like when you're a guy like Giannis has already won a couple, it's going to be hard to really make the case for yourself. So I, I don't really see that happening. Um, yeah. But my pick, uh, just like kind of how I was considering uh, the, the considerations I, I, you know, was thinking about for the scoring title, just who's in the best situation to win the award even there's a lot of good people that could, I think Kevin Durant uh, is going to win this year because I think sure. he's going to be super motivated uh, to lead this Nets team um, and obviously win a title. They're contenders no matter what happens with Kyrie, uh, yep. which uh, I'm sure we'll get to. But, you know, if you have Kevin Durant and uh, James Harden on your team, uh, you can have almost anyone else uh, and you're going to be a good team. And they've got a good collection of role players even outside of Kyrie. Yeah, um, and I think I think uh, they they've got a lot to prove this year as an organization, and I think Durant has a bad taste in his mouth uh, the way the playoffs ended last year. They were, you know, uh, he was an inch away from hitting a shot that would have beat the Bucks, who went on to win the championship. And there's, uh, you know, uh, depending how uh, you know health uh, and other factors played out for the Nets, they could have been the ones, uh, you know, lifting the tr- trophy last year. And I think they're they're really going to be. Uh, ready to take the league by storm, and I think you know, Durant, as great as he is, he's only won one other MVP, and that was way yep. back in 2014.
0: Insane, one of the best players ever, uh, exactly. probably or ever, only one MVP. And I mean, that was a, a he was on a tear that year, yeah. Um, and again, I think that's one of those things you know, are talking about voter fatigue, but even uh, you know, uh, it takes away you get when you play with these other all NBA guys, when you play with staff and uh, Clay. Yep uh you know it, they definitely you know want to go oh well you know he's averaging 26 7 and 7 or whatever the hell the numbers he was putting up egregious numbers in golden state uh you know they would still go oh well steph's also averaging 25 and clay's averaging 20 whatever it would yeah. be uh, yeah, again, exactly. that, that, that could be one of the only downsides i could think with harden being on his team but harden's also yeah. could be getting his own and you know votes could at some point be split
1: yeah and and i i uh, like that's something to take into consideration too. And I think that does hurt his case a little bit, but I think what uh, might be able to like the, the way he might be able to overcome that is just the whole narrative uh, around this, uh, you know, the, the fact that he did come back from the, 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 the injury when he, when he got injured in the finals against the Raptors and he, he is now with the nets uh, you know, they, he's been there for a couple of years now, but this is the first full year with Harden. And this whole drama now going on with Kyrie, like if they can overcome this and, uh, you know, I, I see them as one of the, well, we'll, we'll get to our predictions of who's going to have uh, in the league in a, in a few minutes here. But I, I see them as one of the best teams in the league. And I think as long as Durant's performing well, even if you have Harden like at a similar productive clip uh, just beneath him, um, I think voters are going to really be able to get behind her and he's going to have the narrative, um, which is always that's always, you know, the, the knockout punch, the the thing that really matters in terms of MVP, you've got to have like the story to go with it. It's not always about the raw production. And I think, uh, I think that's going to be on Durant's side this year. So, so that's my pick.
0: Sure. And I mean, yeah, it's a good pick. I mean, best player on probably what's going to be up there with one of the best teams uh, in the league. Uh, My pick uh, I'm going with a team that I'm, I'm not sure. And again, this is also this, uh, it's same with Kyrie we've talked about it's going to be kind of a similar situation with Ben Simmons and uh, my pick Joel Embiid for the MVP uh right. he he finished just short last year behind Jokic I think that uh, the better man won uh that race uh yeah. but Embiid you know he was dominant and again if he can keep his health this season and again I I if if maybe they can find a way to work with Ben Simmons a little bit better. Or again, if they move on from him, especially I think that Joel Embiid, whether they trade him or not, or he just sits on the bench or whatever he sits at home. Uh, I think Joel Embiid's going to explode this year with uh, a little bit more floor spacing for him yep. uh, and a little bit more uh, touches just going straight his way. So we can just work down low on the block. Uh, he's easily going to be averaging probably around 27 points a game. He'll be up there with 12, 12 rebounds a game, a couple blocks. Like his stats are going to jump right off the page at you. Uh, yeah. he's a young guy. He's popular. Uh, I, I, I think that if he can put up more of the same, what we saw this past season, there's no way that, uh, you know, he's not going to be in that top three of the MVP conversation. Uh, and again, he, he's one of those guys, I think a, a big testament to what an MVP caliber guy is someone who can take over a game at any second. And he's definitely one of those players. Uh, cause when he wants yeah. to, he can take over. Uh, and there's a very few select handful of guys that can really do that in the NBA. Uh, so I, I I would look for Joel Embiid, you know, to keep pushing forward and you know maybe start cementing his legacy as uh, one of the most skilled big men uh, to ever play the game because uh, you know I'm, I'm huge yeah. on uh, on Embiid and I think that uh, yeah he's he's got all all the future ahead of him and yeah. uh, I think this year could be the year that he starts you know putting some respect on his name and uh, we see an explosive explosive season and I mean how cool would it be to see uh, two back to back seasons of big men winning after such a long drought?
1: Oh yeah, yeah that'd be great. I mean we've talked about this before. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for Embiid. I love what he brings to the table. Um, and I, I just hope he can stay on the floor and be at a hundred percent when he is on the floor, because yeah. it's just been, it's like uh, when we reviewed the, uh, the Southwest division, we, we, we touched on the Pelicans and, and Zion and just this uh, this guy who, who's been, at least for me, very frustrating uh, because sure. um, you know, uh, and a lot of times no fault of his own, if you're injured, it's not like you, you want to be injured or you're doing anything wrong, but like, I just want to see him out there on the floor and I want to see him be his best self. And then that's what I want from Embiid. Embiid has, you know, shown that he can be like, he's had some of the craziest stat lines I've ever seen, like 40 yeah. plus points, 15 plus rebounds, almost, uh, you know, uh, assists um, almost up at, you know, the eight, seven, eight, nine, ten 10, sometimes. Um, and uh, you know, with, Four blocks or whatever. Like he he's he's so impactful on both ends of the floor, and uh, so yeah, I, I don't know what the Sixers can do to really ensure that he's at a hundred percent. Like I, it might be like a Kawhi Leonard situation where you you do have to rest him every once in yeah. a while. You have to be more careful with him, um, you know, not play him down the stretch of games that are you know out of reach or or whatever. But uh, yeah, whatever they need to do um, to to get him to that point, and you know that that is something that might hurt his MVP case if they're trying to do that, if they're trying to like save him for the playoffs or, um, you know, trying to manage his minutes in any way. But I think, you know, if, if he can sort of take that next step, like uh, mature wise of like knowing, knowing what, what is, you know, where his limits are and what works for him, but, and can be on the floor enough uh, and, you know, stay out of injury trouble um, or not trouble, but. You know, sure, yeah healthy for the for the majority of the season. I think he could definitely win MVP because he's one of those guys who can stuff the stat sheet and uh, just like uh, yeah, we, we, you 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 hit on it. Like uh, when we're talking about narratives, like if he can lead the 76ers team to like a top four seed or like you know the third seed behind. Uh, I don't see them finishing ahead of Brooklyn or Milwaukee, but yeah, um, outside of that. You know, if he has a monster season, gets into the third seat or something, I I, I definitely think he, he would have narrative push behind it, you know, getting through this whole, um, you know, drama with with Ben Simmons before yeah. the season even starts. Uh,
0: and I think my dark horse MVP candidate, uh, and I think maybe there's a bit of bias because I just love him as a player. Uh, the second coming of D Wade, Donovan Mitchell. Okay, yeah. Uh, and looking was for a crazy off-the-board pick there for an MVP. That guy's electric. He's going to be the number one scoring guy by a wide margin. Uh, you know, he's a, a, a fantastic defender. You know, we're talking about guys who get done on both ends. Uh, yeah. He's always in there. His hands always caught in the cookie jar, taking and uh, stripping the ball off guys. Uh, okay. and, and again, he's explosive. The Utah, you know, had a disappointing end of their season last year. They're still going to be a top team in the West. And, uh, you know, there's no reason Donovan Mitchell can't, you know, vault himself into that conversation because there's really nobody else on that team that's going to be driving force on team success other than maybe Gobert. Uh, but that's yeah. in a totally different dimension uh, than what Donovan Mitchell brings to that team. So uh, if you're looking for a crazy pick, go Donovan Mitchell. If you're looking for my safe pick, though, and my most uh, you know most likely pick, I'm definitely gonna have to go with, uh, with Joel Embiid.
1: Plus plus three thousand for Donovan Mitchell. So
0: Jordan, I, I think we kind of hammered through our MVP cases there. So that's all the hardware we had to give out for the regular season, and I mean it's pretty well, in it a flash. Uh, and yeah. I think now we can kind of start talking about team success here. And uh, but first, we're gonna talk about team failure. Uh, yeah. not your team is so, going to be, we're not all going to be winners in life. Uh, I mean, case in point, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting year for some of these teams. They're developing some teams, some teams are just flat out, horrible trash, tur- like horrendous to watch. So right now there's definitely a couple of teams I'm looking at that are gonna be really struggling to pick up wins. Jordan, who's a team you think may take home the mantle of, uh, you know, living in the basement, uh, sitting at the bottom, the worst team in the NBA?
1: Yeah, I considered a few um, different teams for this. Um, Obviously we're looking at, we're talking about the worst record in the league, teams that are deep in rebuilds, uh, who have probably been in the lottery uh, this past year, if not the past few years. but uh, the team I went with is one that's kind of new to the lottery and new to this situation in general. And uh, normally, it takes a year or two to uh, sort of get back up when you're when you get put down on the mat. And uh, that's why I think the Rockets are going to have the worst record in the league because I think um, they're it's not like even like a, a situation like Detroit or or. Um, uh, like even Cleveland, who have been bad for a few years now, and uh, have some you know draft picks that they really believe in going forward, and can actually go out there and try and win a little bit, if not just to develop their their high drafted uh, guys. Um, now the Houston obviously got the uh, the second overall pick uh, in Jalen Green, but I think outside of him, the rest of their roster is just uh, really young and there's, there's nothing there that would lead me to believe that they're going to be that good. And I don't mm-hmm. think they want to be that good. Um, and I, I, like, I think even, even teams like OKC, who are also deep in a rebuild um, have a more established guy like uh, SGA who can, you know, lead them to some wins. Um, Dork, even if they're, right. Yeah. And Dort and, and, and that collection of guys like we saw uh, last year, even when they were trying to lose their, their, their young guys are uh, uh, too good. And sometimes they win games. Sure. They don't even want to. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't think that's going to be a problem for the Rockets. I think uh, they're going to lose every game they try and lose, which is going to be pretty much every game. And, um, you know, we, we, we did uh, talk about them in our final preview pod. And, you know, they, they do have some young and inc- exciting guys, but they just have no uh, like any sort of culture. They're going to have to yeah. rebuild that from the ground up. They, they've got a new head coach in there. They've got, uh, yeah, just mostly young guys. Uh, the few veterans that are there won't be there for, for very long. It's not like they're bought in. And so, yeah, I, I think they're going to have the worst record in the league again this year. So the worst yeah. team last year as well. well
0: I mean, when, you're, when your top player is going to be Jalen Green, who's a rookie, I mean, there's gonna, that, the first week, it's going to be tough for him to get used to you know, yeah. the travel and uh, the physicality uh, and just the overall skill gaps that are going to be existing there for, uh, for his career. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I, I think that's a great pick. Uh, I thought you were going gl- to uh, gloss over them uh, when you were you know, talking about the Cleveland's, the OKCs of the world, Detroit. Um, the team I think is going to be the worst. I, th- I-, I think I-, I will say this: I think Houston's going to be the worst team in the Western Conference. But yeah. overall, the worst team is the Orlando Magic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, and we yeah, we talked about them. them. Too.
0: Yeah. yeah, we talked about them. Another team.
1: Uh, another team, just like the Rockets, like they're they're not like these other teams who have been deep in it. Like they were still trying to be mediocre until they finally yeah. gave up and traded Vucevic and, uh, yeah, you know. So so yeah, just uh, that's a, that's a good pick. That was, that was the other team I was considering.
0: And, and again, with them, I mean, when you look at their team right now, they've got a lot of young guys, but again, kind of similar to the Rockets, you don't really know what they're doing with them. Like Mo Bombo is a huge draft pick for them, and we're not even sure. Like the, the, his biggest highlight in his life is still that song. Yeah. West West. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see if he can maybe uh, develop into something, but they've also got now Wendell Carter Jr., who, uh, you know, he's, he's shown he can be a solid big man, but again, he's not going to be somebody to build around by any means. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Isaac is probably going to miss if not the whole year close to, uh, as he recoups from, uh, I believe it's an ACL tear. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see how long it takes for him to get back. And he's also an anti-vax guy. So we'll see, uh, if he, yeah. But
1: Florida, is he, he'll, he'll play home in the maybe. right place. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: But I I don't think there's going to be a rush to get him back on the court, to be honest. Uh, And then again, yeah. And then they're their best players. And you move after that, you know, it's Galen Suggs. You got Markel Fultz and you got Cole Anthony all kind of playing in that same point guard, combo guard position. Uh, And you can only have the two of that. You can only have two or three on the court at a given time. And I mean, if you tried putting Suggs at small forward, like, I mean, sure. But then you're so undersized and teams have just killed them on the perimeter driving to the paint. Um, and then, you know, then he drafted Franz Wagner and they have his brother Mo and it's, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, I just don't think that they're, and then the, after that, like, those are just the young guys that are like decent, yeah. like no one on the team is good. I would hey, say. Hey, they
1: got Robin Lopez. What are you talking about?
0: Oh, God, is that where he is? Poor guy. I mean, yeah. he's Disney. So, I mean, that's good yeah. for him. He's a big Disney guy. Uh, oh,
1: Im- imagine him getting into Disney, the amount of people he oh. needs to fight, the mascots everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah everything they are gonna all be running at him, the hundreds, hundreds. You oh, uh, should do like a Royal Rumble.
0: Oh he yeah, should do that. Like, hey, get him in there with like thirty different runs. He just throws them all over. He's under the giant. That would be sick. I. That's that's great. If anyone, like the Orlando Magic, like PR people are listening to this, if I see, if we see that big dog ball talk, we got the best lawyers in the business. We want to yeah. cut of that too. Yeah, uh, we do. But yeah, Robin Lopez mascot Royal Rumble happening Disney World. Uh, this is coming year. But yeah, it, it's gonna be a tough year for the Magic there. Yeah. They're not going to be anything good. Um, I don't think that they, they put together anything that's going to fuel the competitive team. Uh, so it's going to be an ugly. Yeah. Again, it's not even like they have exciting players in my mind. Like,
1: Anthony like no, really. Anthony's
0: dogs can be exciting, but they kind of need players to feed off of that. And yeah. they don't have that either. Like, their longest tenure, like, their vet is Terrence Ross.
1: Yeah. Who is also going to be 100% a trade candidate, uh, yeah. you know, midway through the season, if not before.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, yeah, it's going to be an ugly year. Like I just feel like with our, with Houston, they might have tougher competition than orlando but like yeah if, that's why
1: i picked them yeah yeah
0: but if they played each other i think houston would beat the brakes off of orlando
1: <laughs> that's true we have to uh yeah we got to pay attention to that game just to see who really yeah, is worse.
0: toilet bowl game yeah i mean it's the it's the race for chet at this point am i right yeah. or, or Paolo panchero yeah. i think those are kind of like the two the two consensus picks or right you
1: now. or you if you wanted to declare for the for the draft i mean i missed it, I, 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 huh?
0: I could have oh, declared sure. last year i know i know it sucks i i really I should have declared my freshman year because then it went downhill, you know, uh, my physicality and everything. So it is what it is, man. Uh, I'll make my million somewhere else. Uh, But, you know, as we said, and again, like for a team, uh, I I think it's good though, for these developing teams, like this is kind of the situation they need to be in where as long as they have these young guys to build around, uh, you know, feel free to suck. Uh, Detroit, they've got, uh, you know, we've talked about it before with Bay Cunningham and uh, Killian Hayes. Uh, Those guys, you know, they're, they're going to, developed they're gonna you know get a little bit better here and there Isaiah Stewart is another guy as well uh but yeah. Detroit overall is gonna have a really really ugly year um yeah I think that they're, they're in a little bit more of a position to win because they've actually added some uh some of those veteran players right um yeah. Yeah. and then they have a guy like Jeremy Grant I don't think that Houston or Orlando has anyone comparable to a Jeremy Grant on their team
1: no I mean Kristen Wood on Houston we'll see if he sure. Sure. if he's gonna really you know go out there and try and, and uh, you know, get them more wins than we expect. But I don't know. I, I, like, like we talked about in the uh, yeah, in our final division pod when we went over the Rockets, I just think he's kind of a weird, weird fit on this team. And I don't know how long he's going to be around there.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I think him and Jeremy Grant kind of are in that same situation where they might just, you know, be there for to ball out until the trade deadline, get their stock up and then they'll ship them to a contender or somebody who's kind of trying to get into that playoffs uh, like just cement themselves as maybe a threat. Uh, which, you mean, again, it's smart for both sides because, they, you know, they have their guaranteed money locked and loaded. They're ready to go, and then they can earn their way to, you know, fighting in the playoffs. And then, uh, the, you know, the uh, whatever the team, whether it be, whether it's the Rockets or the Pistons that we're talking about right now, they'll end up getting probably good compensation back in either young guys or picks. So yeah, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. But as, you know, we try to transition a little bit from the negative, let's talk about the positive. Yeah, let's,
1: talk about the
0: good teams. let's talk about the good teams. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer all day, man. Uh, so there's definitely some clear cut favorites right now, uh, to take home the, uh, the number one team in the league mantle. Uh, obviously that's not exactly, you can be, you can finish as the number one team in the league, but that does not mean you're the best team in the league by any means. Yeah. Uh, cause again, as we see in all these years with the bronze teams, I think very, very rarely they were ever the number one seed, but then they would go to the finals every year because you know, LeBron would rest or LeBron just kind of knows like, it doesn't really matter as long as he makes the playoffs, he's going to make for a run. Yeah. Um, uh, and right now, uh, I think it's interesting because, again, it's one of those, as I was saying, with LeBron and a lot of these teams, they're going to be resting guys. So it's kind of yeah. you have to figure out who is going to be resting the least of their star. Yeah. Like a team like Utah, I think, could be right back in the mix because they're not going to be resting a lot of their big players. But at the end of the day, even though they're so loaded with you know, a lot of veteran guys, I just feel like the mentality of the team, whether Kyrie's there or not, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be the number one team in the league, like 60 plus wins.
1: Yeah, that's why I am too. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. uh, again, like they, they, they've they got, you know, Paul Millsap, Marcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, Joe Harris, uh, you know, the, the list goes on with Katie and Harden and maybe even Kyrie. Uh, so even on those yep. games that, you know, their stars are resting, they're going to have these consummate professionals that still, you know, Blake Griffin showed that he can still ball out uh yeah. you know, we were freaking out that he hadn't dunked and that's like yeah okay yeah dunks worth two points same as a layup who gives a shit yeah yeah uh, i thought that was the stupidest thing he was already stopping i, I don't know that's a rant for another day but like don't <laughs> cool with the cool with the dunks uh as i always said man i'll dunk when it's worth three points uh <laughs> but it's it's gonna be i think brooklyn's a team to beat uh as far as it comes to that uh, but again you know the Lakers same thing uh, I think that they're probably going to rest a little bit more because LeBron just likes to have that rest uh, so I, I think the Lakers might be you know the in the the contention to take the number one seed in the west but I, I'd love to get your yeah. take on this Jordan
1: yeah I had the Nets too and uh, I think it was pretty it was a pretty easy decision for me um, I think the teams out west—it's just too—it's too hard to to judge what's going on over yeah. there in terms of uh, who will have the best record. Like, yeah, I would put good money on Utah or Phoenix to have the best record in the West, but it's just such tough competition every night out there. And then with some of those, um, yeah, but more co- the contending teams out there—at least some of them, like the Lakers—you um, don't know who's going to be playing when. You don't know how good the Nuggets are going to be depending on how. Um, you know, uh, their wing scorers, more notable, most notably Michael Porter Jr. are playing. So like the West, I was like, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm not going to, sh- uh, you know, um, I'm not really sure who, who to pick sure. out there. And I don't think they'll have uh, the best overall record in the league, uh, a Western team, because I think the Bucks and the Nets uh, are such juggernauts in the East. And they'll have more kind of middle of the pack and bad teams to beat up on uh, in the East and, and they'll get the best record. Um, so it was kind of between those two. And I've been hearing a lot uh, about people talking about the Bucs, like, why aren't they being talked about more? And, you know, like when, after you win a championship, you you get so much more confident and these guys can really, you know, run the table and, and be the best team in the league. And, um, uh, well, some of that is right. I think yeah. also what happens after you win a championship is you kind of don't take yourself as seriously. Like you don't have as much to prove. I don't think these guys are going to have as much to prove in the regular season. Like they've already done the thing where they also, manage-
0: they're going to be fucking tired.
1: Well, yeah, and that too. I mean, that, there's there's fatigue after you win a championship. Like it's not like they have the youngest guys. Giannis is very young, mm-hmm. but their supporting cast is all, um, you know, thirty plus, uh, yep. still early thirties. But but like I, I just don't think uh, the way people are talking about the the Bucks as if they're they have the same hunger to you know get the best record in the East. They've already done that. They've already yep. won. They they won their chip, um, and it's not that they're not hungry to win another one. But I just I think Brooklyn will have more to prove in terms of regular season dominance than the Bucs. And so that's that's why I went with the Nets. I think, yeah. yeah, whether or not they have Kyrie, like we talked about when we reviewed the Atlantic division, um, I, I think part of the reason why they got guys like, like Patty Mills is that they knew one way or another mm-hmm. Kyrie was going to, you know, fuck this up for them, uh, or yeah. there was potential for that to happen. So even if they lose Kyrie for nothing, if he just doesn't suit up, they still got a hell of a team. You've got James Harden who can ball handle. Yeah. Um, it might even in some ways be better because, you know, when you have three um, guys who have, you know, so much gravitational pull in terms of like needing yeah. the ball and uh, you know, needing it to be successful and to score. Like if you're talking about offense, you don't need more than Kevin Durant and James Harden. Like yeah. having Kyrie is nice. As There's only option. so many
0: touches, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And those are the two, two of the best scores we have ever seen. Um, and they work really well together um, in terms of their both of their abilities to shoot the ball. And uh, you know, I'm just as excited to see them uh together as I would be the big three. Um, uh, you know, with, with Kyrie there as well. But you know, he he was always kind of just a, a luxury to have on this team. So even with him, you know, even the scenario when they where they don't get anything for him, he doesn't suit up. I think the Nets can, can, can win. And I think that the, you know, they're going to want to have the best record in the league. And, and I think that's why that, that's what really solidified it for me. They're going to want to prove uh, that they're the best, the best, best team in the league.
0: Yeah. And I mean, when you look around the uh, the rest of the league, uh, I mean, teams that I think are going to be, you know, fighting for that playoff spot, like, I mean, Phoenix could make another run because yeah. uh, again, uh, they're a young team. They're definitely going to have a chip on their shoulder. Kind of same thing as the Nets, uh, you know, coming so close and just coming up that short, yeah. Uh, and you know, Devin Booker and Deandre Aiden, as I already said earlier in the pod, that they are, they're, they're going to be hungry. They're going to be firing on all cylinders right off the, out of the gates. Uh, and whether Chris Paul's playing or, you know, taking some rest, I mean, Cameron Payne fits in really seamlessly. And actually, you know, it's a very different brand of basketball when he's on the court. Uh, I'm not saying it's better, but it's definitely a lot more fast paced and high scoring when uh, campaign is there, except for, uh, instead of Chris Paul. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's going to be tons of room for Phoenix to, you know, move up the rankings. Uh, unfortunately it looks at the Clippers with Kawhi out. They're probably still going to, you know, they'll make the playoffs for sure. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're probably, and again, they're, they're notorious for resting players. So they'll probably finish yeah. in the middle of the pack, which is, you know, they're fine with, that's kind of where they're comfortable. Uh, a team like Miami or you uh, New York, Philadelphia. Uh, I just think, you know, they're they're solid teams but when it comes to the regular season i just don't see them you know catching a total of uh you know a brooklyn or a, a yeah or a no. milwaukee and like, like one of the surprised. only things i can really see hindering brooklyn is you know there is a lot of roster turnover and yeah. you know we'll just have to wait and see how they respond to this yeah and how, they, how they want to move forward because uh, i mean uh bringing in all these new guys like uh, the chemistry is gonna take time even though you know uh, a lot of these big name guys, like former all-stars, you know, they played together in all-star games or they played together in uh, team USA uh, scrimmages and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. so they, they definitely got probably a, re- a bit of a repertoire, uh, a rapport, pardon me, uh, yeah. going am- amongst them. But uh, I mean, it, and, and again, with Brooklyn, they've got so many different combinations they can run with their lines now. Uh, yeah, with their yeah. diary. So, uh, I mean, sky's the limit for them. And uh, I, 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 I don't,
1: and, and don't don't forget, the Kyrie's going to be traded to San Antonio and they're going to have a, a exactly. useful package of uh, guys to throw in there. So
0: Well, and I can't believe that. We, we didn't mention San Antonio as possibly one of the worst teams because they're going to be up there too. They're going to be fighting <laughs> sure. for that until they get Kyrie and then Kyrie's going to keep them around like the 10th seed. Yeah. Uh, and He'll average 35 and 12. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think that, that we have pretty much covered our bases on that and mm. uh, we are ready to move on into the meat, the grits, the glamour. <laughs> The hardest road possible is always given to the champions. Wait, wait, hold the on. the NBA Matt. champion?
1: Wait, Matt, Matt I, as much as I want to get into this, we have to do coach of the year quickly.
0: No, oh, okay, yeah. Come on. Coach of the year. How, how the hell could I have forgotten coach of the year? Silly, silly goose I am. So, George, please, please, give me your coach of the year tape. We need them.
1: All right, let's make this quick. Coach, coach of the year, no one cares about it, really. Let me give you the odds. Uh, Nash. Uh, plus 850 Eric Spolstra plus 900 yeah Billy Donovan plus a thousand next uh Quinn Snyder Steve Kerr plus 1100 I think those are good picks there's a few other you know guys I could talk about maybe under the radar guys you know um who could you know, get, get get their teams above where what their projection win totals project, projected win totals are, and you know, get in this conversation. But I think as long as the Nets, as I we both predicted, get the best record in the league, I think Steve Nash is going to be coach of the year, because he's uh, you know everyone loves him. Um, he's you know uh, a legend in his own right as a player, and just like how the whole Kyrie situation is going to help uh, Kevin Durant's case narrative-wise, I think for the MVP. I think if Nash can get these guys to the best record in the league with all the issues they've had, even though, even without Kyrie, they're one of the most talented rosters in the league. I still think that's where it's, that's where it'll go. So my, my, my pick is Steve Nash.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, again, most wins, you know, usually kind of uh, definitely sway some of the voters. I'm going to be a little crazy, even though I think he's a horrible coach. uh, (laughs) his 10 years that he's done uh, that he's had, I'm going to go with, Another all-time great point guard in Jason Kidd with the Dallas Mavericks as my coach of the year pick. If they can get to like a top four right. seed and like we can see some improvements just all around uh, all around the board, uh, I think that's got to, that he'll be in that talk and it's going to be a sexy pick. It's going to be an, an alluring pick, I think, for people to be like, oh, Jason Kidd, he was out of the coaching game for so long and now he's back. He's back and he's better than ever. He's getting guys to knock over drinks more than ever. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be awesome, uh. But yeah, that, that's gonna be a crazy the, pick. But Steve Nash is a is a really solid pick.
1: The battle of the uh, former star point guards, uh, exactly. from Mid 2000s yeah. Maybe if yeah, they're big both big in the big running,
0: big. they can just play like one on one. That would be
1: sick. Oh my god, that would god. Cool. That'd yeah.
0: be cool. Um, but okay, all right. That's Coach all. Yeah, yeah,
1: we're we're good. We're good.
0: All right, that was Big Dog Coach of the Year talk, and yeah. uh, now Big Dog Ball Talk is going to finally go. I hyped it up before. You know what it is? It's Larry O'B time. Finals matchup, and then we're gonna go over who we think is gonna win and take home the finals MVP. Uh, this is what everyone's been waiting for. Uh again, this is spoilers alert because we're gonna be right on this. One of us yeah. is probably me. Um, so Jordan, would you like to start or would you like me to, to give my prediction first? because I got a bit of a long winded, I'm gonna be a little extra for mine. Is this the rant? It's not a rant, no, no rant. It's just a uh are I I not, literally get
1: a rant. Are we gonna get a rant today?
0: I'm not, I don't want to show you guys exactly what I have, but, like, I've got, like, a full bracket. You can see right here Oh, what, uh, oh, like what I think is going to happen. I mapped out who I think the playoff teams are going to be, how the matchups would go in my head. I did, yeah, I did a whole thing, man.
1: First, I uh, I didn't get that far. You go first.
0: Okay, so here's the way. I'm not going to break down every first-round series and everything. You know, uh, I'll, I'll go with any of the big ones. Like, I have uh, Philadelphia being upset in the 4-5 seed matchup by the New York Knicks.
1: The <laughs>
0: Uh, who then get knocked off by the Nets, uh, who are then met in the conference finals against not the Milwaukee Bucks, who just took the loss to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are then going to go in a grueling, grueling seven-game series with the Brooklyn Nets, and the Miami Heat are going to be the Eastern Conference champions. Look it, right here, right now. Miami Heat, Eastern Conference champions. That's my take. I think the defense is for real.
1: So you think since you think the uh, the Nets will have the best record in the league, that the Miami's gonna go into Brooklyn and win in game seven. Yeah. Wow.
0: They're they're <laughs> they're not playing around, man. No you think those guys are gonna be intimidated by the crowd? Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry? Well
1: what and crowd him? what huh? crowd? What crowd, right? Brooklyn, Parkways. True. No, exactly. they don't have a good crowd. So what's, what's the Brooklyn.
0: What's what's, what's, what's Jay Z gonna do? Um well, they might have what's his name? Mr. Hex or whatever his name is, the old guy, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, <laughs> Does that? yeah. So yeah, he'll he'll yeah. he'll be in attendance, I'm sure. But all right, I okay. Well wow. was
1: not, I was not expecting that. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I got
0: Miami coming out of the east, out of the west. Uh no real noticeable upsets except for I think that uh in a three six matchup in the first round. Uh, now with uh, Jamal Murray being fully healthy, returning, he's going to be uh, oh. the X factor, and they're going to upset the Utah Jazz. Uh, but they're still going to end up falling to Phoenix. Uh, the Lakers and Clippers will finally face off in the second round. The Lakers hey. taking the dub. Lakers will beat Phoenix. Chris Paul will cry, embrace LeBron and Mello at center court. They'll have shed tears together, and then it'll be Miami, LA,
1: the rematch.
0: Rematch. This time Miami's coming back. They got some backup for Jimmy Butler. It's going to be back and forth, Game 6, Dagger, LeBron James, Finals MVP, the Lakers win it. Uh. I know that's a great pick. No one thinks the Lakers are going to win the title this year. It's a really underdog pick, but that's my pick. Miami Heat versus the Los Angeles Lakers, Lakers in 6, Finals MVP, LeBron James. Uh, You know, I was thinking maybe Anthony Davis would take it this year finally. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe Westbrook would somehow have stats and people would somehow do
1: it. Westbrook's winning the finals MVP. That's the only thing I know.
0: Yeah, but Uh I I just don't – I I, I think even if he was like it was even close again, like how it was when they did play the Heat last time, uh, I think that they would still end up giving it to LeBron just because, uh, you know, it's the narrative. I mean, that would be his fifth title. Uh, That would be his fifth finals MVP, uh, which would, again, like I think then when you have that, then him and Jordan are neck and neck even closer than before. He'd tie Kobe, so people can't really put the five rings to four rings. I mean, people will still talk about the finals uh, appearances, but uh, yeah. again, making the finals and losing is better than losing in the first round. Um, yeah. I hope people know that. I hope. I don't think a lot of people do. <laughs> um, and, I, and I know that I, I, nobody really wants to talk about my Lakers pick. I need to break down my Heat pick because I'm sure people are thinking, what the hell you, What the hell is this guy talking about?
1: Yep, so, I, am, I definitely am thinking that
0: so miami when you look at their team jimmy butler is definitely going to be the number one guy right he's but the thing with him is he can do it all he's a top top probably top three on ball defender in the league overall
1: uh uh, they make
0: -make very well good score in his own right and he's a fantastic leader they're adding kyle lowry another one of the best leaders in the league great offensive player and again an amazing defensive player and I don't know if anyone's ever heard this catchphrase or this uh, this, this saying before, but defense wins championships.
1: <laughs> I've and never they, heard that.
0: Yeah, and they're going to have a tough time, you know, playing with Milwaukee because they're going to have a similar style. Uh, but I honestly think that they have what it takes to, you know, shut down Giannis. They've done it before. Obviously, last year it wasn't the case, but this is not last year's Miami Heat team. This team is uh, a, a whole lot better. Uh, so I, yep. realize, I, I honestly do believe that the Heat can upset. They can beat Giannis and them. And then, again, then it's just covering the perimeter. I think – I will say this. If Kyrie stays with the Nets, he puts all this bullshit behind him, I'll give it to the Nets.
1: And yeah, then the Nets okay. will play
0: the Lakers, and the Nets will probably beat the Lakers. That's okay, where okay. I will say that. So, the, there is a consist- that, that – that, that is the, the only difference. So, Kyrie, if you come back, you'll win a championship, man. If you don't, yep. KD's going to hate you for life, and they're going to lose to the Heat. <laughs> so, that's my prediction for the year. Kyrie comes back. It's the Nets winning against the Lakers in seven. If he doesn't, it's going to be the Heat versus the Lakers. Lakers win the six.
1: Wow. Kyrie. The Kyrie the, Kyrie's the linchpin, the the difference maker uh, of the, the how your finals prediction is going to go. I love it. Um,
0: that's how it is in my mind. So, yeah, that, that, that's my take, Jordan. I'd love to hear what you got, uh, got brewing there.
1: Okay. Well, I'm glad that you uh, sort of gave your whole thought process uh, to the finals matchup because I wanted to, if you didn't uh, um, say anything about it, I wanted to hear, like, your ideal – or what you thought the conference finals matchups would be. So you've already covered that. So I'm happy about that. So um, for me, I won't, I didn't put quite as much thought into the uh, first couple rounds of the playoffs, but I think out East the nets and the bucks as the one and two seed are going to meet in the conference finals. And we're going to have another barn burner, like crazy, like all time series. I think these guys match up super well. Yeah. Um, he, and kind of like you were saying, if Kyrie's there, I would give even more of an edge to the Nets. But mm-hmm. even without Kyrie, I think these guys will have a six or seven game series for sure, almost yeah. no matter what happens. And I think since the Nets have home court advantage, um, either in six or in seven, I think the Nets are going to beat the Bucs uh, with Kyrie or without him. Sure. Um, and I think Kevin Durant's going to be a monster. I think James Harden's going to be a monster. I think they're going to be like, they're going to put all time for performances down on the table. And um, as much as, you know, I don't think the heat can make it to the finals. I think whether, uh, you know, in round two, the heat are going to give either the nets or the bucks a run for their money could yeah. go seven games. I think, um, uh that they will fall probably in the second round but it's going to be it's going to be tough like i think they're gonna they're gonna uh grind grind that's a team. what i'm saying
0: i don't think i'm crazy with that that in there there is definitely a world like if doctors change yeah. or whatever does the possibilities it's not like there's one trillion and it's a there's no a no i think happen. i think that the I think do have a chance they could win ugly and win out all the way there
1: i think in terms of playoff uh upside they're the third best team in the east and like I, I would almost put the bucks nets and heat all kind of in the same category not yeah. that they're all at the same level cuz i would put the nets and the bucks above the heat but yeah, i sure. think those three uh are the true like contenders provided everyone's healthy cause, uh, healthy cuz i think you know atlanta made it uh to the fi- eastern conference finals last year but i think this year they're just going to have a tougher time uh, so, getting yeah, there i here. think that, I just think um, you know there's these other teams have loaded up and yeah. uh, they know Trey Young's little you know little tricks. As much as I love him and I think Atlanta will do great, I think they could be a regular season third seed. Um, yeah. But I think yeah. in the playoffs, you know, if they met the Heat, the Heat would win, and uh, pretty much any other team other than the Bucks and the uh, the Nets that I think the Heat can, can beat them. So so yeah, it's not not as crazy as uh, as it sounded. Your your Heat pick, um, but then out west, I think. Uh, and I'm kind of going with my heart for, uh, for who I think is going to come out of the Thank West. You because, your heart they, uh, because, uh, because last year they, uh, they almost gave me everything I ever wanted. They almost gave me uh, Chris Paul's <laughs> uh, the
0: lyrics for me, man. We're part a, a pop, a hit pop <laughs> single. They gave me
1: uh, everything that I wanted. You got to record it. Um, yeah,
0: there we go. Um,
1: I'm not the singer that you are. We'll, we'll leave Fine. it there. I know, um, I know. You're but, the exact uh,
0: man. You're the wind of this group.
1: Yeah, you're right. And uh, so, you're okay, so the, Sun, <laughs> the Suns, uh, I think, will be in the Western Conference Finals um, because I think they have a good chance to get the best record out West, if not yep. the best, the second best. Um, that's that's my prediction. They'll be either one or two. And then I think this year, with the way they've loaded up and the way they're going to, you know, really be motivated to prove the doubters wrong after last year. I think the Lakers are going to meet the Suns in the conference finals and I think the Suns are going to win again. And really I know, interesting. I think it's going to be a a another hard-fought series. Like last time it went 6 and Anthony Davis didn't play. Um yeah. but Chris Paul also wasn't 100% in that series and I think uh with the combination of the the fact that the Lakers all their everyone on their team is getting a little older and already is older like including LeBron like we saw yes. last year, he can't take over a series like he uh, he used to do in the past he's still one of the best players in the league but um combine that with the fact that booker's still ascending ayton's gonna gonna, gonna be even better than he was um and i think these guys even at full strength on both sides are going to be really evenly matched and it's going to come down to who has the home court advantage and i think phoenix will have a better record and i think they'll win maybe in seven or six uh, again mm-hmm. I mean, you know uh that's tough to predict um but i think kind of like i gave uh you know miami the the um benefit of the doubt of like the third team that could maybe sneak in there uh i actually think more than utah more than the clippers more than even the mavs as much as i want to you know give the mavs official dark horse uh status like i think they could maybe upset someone but what i the team that i think could um do that but has an even better chance of doing that is the the nuggets i think the nuggets can be great even without jamal murray even if he doesn't come back I think they're, uh, you know, provided they're fully healthy. I think Jokic gets the absolute best out of everyone on the court. And if Michael Porter jr. Takes the leap that we're all kind of expecting him to, I think those guys are going to be really hard to play in the playoffs. And, uh, I, I think they will be a second round matchup for someone. I think, uh, it, you know, uh, like I just said, the Mavs could maybe give someone a run for their money as well, but I think they're just still maybe a player short as much as I love Luca. Yeah. Um, but uh, but ultimately, I think it'll be Lakers-Suns, and I think the Suns will get through. And then uh, we've got a Nets-Suns uh, finals, and they'll both have, uh, you know, I, I'm it's tough to predict right now uh, who will have the better record. It'll probably be the the uh, Nets, though, going off yeah. of my prediction as uh, them having the best record in the league. And I think it'll be another tough series. And this one's really going with my my heart because I'm going against what I think probably would happen, but I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. I have to yeah. uh I have to root for my guys, and you know, if I don't believe in them, who the hell will? I think the the Suns are going to win, and wow. they're going to win the finals in six games. Back, it's going to shift back. Um, they're going to be playing in Phoenix. They're going to be up three two after you know a game five. I think it's going to start off two two, and they're going to go into Brooklyn in game five. Yeah, and Chris Paul is going to hit a dagger, and it's going to be you know ugh, gasping. Jay Z is going to be you know covering his head <laughs> in his hands. Um, they're going to go back to Phoenix and they're going to win, but it's going to be Devin Booker that gets finals MVP. He's going to average like 38 points. Uh, okay. Maybe not average. He's going to average okay. like, uh, 30 points, something like that. He's going to, you know, go, go crazy as a scorer in these. I these mean, who's really going
0: to, who'd, who'd guard Devin Booker in that series, right?
1: Well, exactly. Like, exactly.
0: He would have to harden would get cooked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the net's weakness. And, yeah. uh, so I, uh, so that's what I think is gonna happen, and that's I mean, what I hope is gonna happen. Now, yeah. I, like my, my real like, if I was only listening to my heart, I'd be like Chris Paul Finals MVP. But I think that that's past. That he he's not yeah. quite at that level to be there. If if the Suns are gonna win, Booker's got to be the best player in the series. And I mean,
0: DeAndre Ayton also is gonna eat up because he's gonna be going up to against to all these old exactly. uh, old centers. And yeah, uh, he's gonna I have mean, no problem. Blake Griffin at the five is gonna get killed by DeAndre Ayton. That would be that yeah. would be just an absolute shelving. So um yeah I, I and again I like the pick because again Phoenix I, I had them again as well against the Lakers going to a six or seven game series and uh, really for me personally the only reason I did I took the Lakers over the Suns uh in my prediction is because I feel like nobody on that team's equipped to guard LeBron James uh yeah. and like Mikhail Bridges again it's a fantastic defender uh I just don't see him uh, you know, being able to be that stopper, uh, yeah, against yeah. a guy like LeBron, because not only is he going to be, you know, driving to the paint, but he's going to be able to kick it out. Uh, Chris Paul, I, I think, is going to be able to outsmart Russ, but you know, there's going to be times at the end of the game where Russ is going to be able to kind of body and muscle him up a little bit more. He's a little bit younger, he's definitely more physical, he's stronger than Chris Paul. Uh, so what I a think a fun that,
1: matchup that'll be,
0: oh, it would be a clash of styles, right? You got the skill versus like the the brute strength, right? It yeah. would be. Uh, like that, that, that whole, that's kind of how both teams are built. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think that that's kind of, uh, we kind of have our, our, the big guys to watch. And I, I do want to touch upon, you know, you had brought them up as a dark horse there. I think that the Nuggets for sure, uh, you know, could make, they could give anyone a run for their money, uh, you know, yeah. again, uh, with or without Jamal Murray. But again, I do think with Jamal Murray. Uh, like I, I, if you use he healthy all year, I think they would get a pretty, uh, good seed. And I might even be able to convince myself into them going to the conference finals instead of one of these two teams. Yeah. Um, cause again, we've seen them before, uh, they, they, they have the potential to do it. Um, so I would say, yeah, I, I think the the three teams, like I, I, when you were talking about the teams that you thought, like, you know, we're listening to your heart, you were saying, I thought you were going to say maybe the Clippers would break through.
1: No, oh, no, not quite. Well, that's, that's another thing. Like the, I think the top of the East is better. Uh, than the top of the West, it, like, in terms of talented, uh, like, players. Like, it, yeah. you have Giannis and KD and, uh, and Harden all in, in, in one conference. Like, the, those those are, you know, depending on who you ask, three of the five best players in the league. Um, and in the West, you don't quite have the uh, concentration of star players, uh, um, like, on the teams out there. But in terms of, like, down through the middle of the pack of the West, there's yeah. so many good fucking teams. Like, we didn't even talk about Utah. Um, who, despite all their flaws, uh, still has, uh, you know, the potential to, to beat anyone out West. Um, uh, yeah. And the, the Clippers, you know, if if by some miracle, Kawhi is back and playing well by the, by the, uh, the playoffs, they've shown they can beat anyone. Um, the nuggets, like, like we just touched upon even without Murray, um, but especially with Murray, uh, can give anyone a scare. And even the Mavericks, like the, if KP K- K- is playing well, and Luka Doncic is, um, you know, controlling the game, like we've seen him do in the past in the playoffs, you know, he's not scared and he he's uh, he has the ability to, uh, you know, take these, these, these collection of uh, shooters and role players and elevate them to a point where they're, they're all dangerous and yeah, and, uh, you know, they can, they can beat anyone out there too. Like, the West is very wide open and, uh, you know, as much as the Lakers are, are the favorites, I think there are like almost a handful of teams that I could see actually beating them. So, yeah. so yeah, the West is going to be a dogfight, man. It's, yeah. Uh, I'm excited.
0: Well, to reiterate guys, so I've got, and this is as it stands right now, because as of uh, right now, Kyrie Irving is not going to be playing this season. Uh, so unless something drastic changes, uh, this is my, my take. It's going to be Miami versus Lakers, and Lakers are going to win in six. Flegal, gonna want to recap your pick just real quick?
1: Yeah, Nets versus Suns. Suns in six, baby. Devin Booker, there Finals MVP.
0: That would be insane. And then, yes, and then I had LeBron as the finals MVP in my pick.
1: Real original, Matt. Nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he's only the, one of the best players of all time. My bad.
1: It's going to um, be Westbrook or, uh, or it, Melo. Uh,
0: no, it, I would be fine with AD winning. Hello. No way. No way that – uh, Westbrook wins it. Not a chance. <laughs> no this guy's gonna shoot twenty-four percent from three. You might
1: not end. play that much, honestly, in the no, I, hours, I think that would be
0: smart keeping Rondo in there. <laughs> yeah, uh yeah. honestly, I, I I could see that happening. Um, but again, guys, we're mirroring that two hour mark. Thank you so, yeah. so much for tuning in to this long extra special uh NBA season preview. We hope that you guys loved our takes. Uh again, there's lots of money on the table here with these takes. Some of these uh oh. are off the board picks that I again I'm full heartedly believe in. Uh, yeah. like I'm pretty sure last I checked, like the heat were like plus 9,000 or something or 900 rather to win the East. So, yeah. uh, I would give that a look, everybody. Uh, so, hey, again, Matt, Matt,
1: you. quick, quick, before we wrap up, we got two games tomorrow. The season kicks off Nets, Group. Bucks, Warriors, Lakers, who, who you got winning those?
0: So we're going to go, uh, basic bitch picks. We're going to go Nets, Lakers.
1: Yeah. I'll go Bucks, Warriors. All right, Bucks, man. We'll uh, we'll see who wins uh, next pot. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, keep...
0: we'll, we'll we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, oh, yeah! I'm a, before I go uh, out, remember uh, another great value pick: uh, the Warriors going to Cinderella story run. Andrew Wiggins wins Finals MVP. Bang, bang, bang! Wiggins on the beat. Everybody, thank you so much for listening uh, yeah, to another fun. episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. Sitting here with the Big Dog Matt, Igor, Jordan Bleagle. And as my dear, dear friend Jordan Bleagle always says.
1: Uh, you can have three lambos but you can still get a leak in your ceiling and i said it before but i'll say it again
0: even if it was maseratis the first time
1: uh it might have been uh, (laughs) i don't care ferrari uh, Aston martin whatever you got you can still believe because i have all i have multiple models of all of those cars i just mentioned but i still have a leak in my ceiling
0: does it matter if you have a i have like a motorcycle kawasaki Harley davidson or does that means uh, your your ceiling a little bit more waterproof. Yeah, if
1: you got one of those, you're probably you're probably not to got a problem with that uh, with waterproofing. Lucky, lucky. lucky. What about this
0: like a mountain biker guy? like, you just, like
1: mountain biking, like, you wear cargo Definitely, yeah, I I would put money on you do have a leak your ceiling. Like already, and it's not it, 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 it's probably not. have a ceiling. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you live on that Yeah. I
0: mean, why would you want to stay off the roads? You have that hole.
1: like he was going to